I uh, I don't like that Robbie's going to give up the farm and teach Cobra Kai Miyagi Do defense. <laughs> but yeah. I did like the expose I, the business. He's, he's like that guy who went on 2020. <laughs> it was like here here's how we played from Television City in Hollywood. The following rustic exhibition requires discretionary viewer participation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of GFA Live. I am your host, Peter Winston, and today we are now past the 1992 Royal Rumble, and ordinarily move on to something brand new, but we decided that perhaps it would be a good idea to watch the following week's wrestling challenge simply for Bobby Heenan rubbing it in Gorilla's face after Gorilla knew he was in trouble and likely said, ah, fuck, (laughs) or wanted to say that. When Ric Flair won the Royal Rumble. And there's nobody that I would rather have on this journey with me than my best friend, my amigo, my compadre, a man who definitely likes his onion rings, Mr. Keithy Langston. How are you? Son of a bitch. Good. <laughs> How are you, Pete? I'm doing really good after after we got to talk about more Sopranos before we started uh, recording oh, yeah. the show. Oh, yeah. You know what? You know what's funny? Um. Whenever I hurt myself in the groin area, I always say, I always shout out Paulie Singh when he goes, my fucking balls! Like that. <laughs> well, yeah, Pauly is uh, definitely kind of a clownish character, uh, I've come to realize after you know, 85 episodes, because I still have one. I still have the final episode left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, aside from Junior... Polly is the only other guy that came that close to killing Tony. Because remember when he was in the hospital and he was telling him the story about how he looked real good. And then <laughs> Kevin Infinity was going, keep it down in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Tony, when he, he needs to escape and lay low for a while, he should have just resumed the Kevin Finity, uh thing. <laughs> <laughs> like like that 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 worked out so well being stuck in what was it atlanta yeah i feel yeah. like it would have been too hard for him to get rid of his accent though <laughs> that, Kevin that Finity is... did not have an accent yeah it, it's weird this this clearly italian man passing himself off as kevin finity i find that uh a bit, a bit strange very hard to believe yes so our schedule today is as i said the january 26 92 wrestling yes. challenge just because you know it has a decent enough well i mean for wrestling challenge anyway lineup but we're actually going to start out with a video from our, our, our dear friends at the our vantage point podcast where they've been a lot more active for their youtube channel mm-hmm. and uh i i definitely urge those out there to subscribe they're at 768 subscribers and i'm looking at this and i know I don't know what the rule is now, but I know you had to get to a thousand to be able to monetize stuff. Hmm. So yeah, where, where where's your YouTube channel at? Um, that's a very good question because I have <laughs> didn't I didn't I say that I was going to put together a compilation of Hogan Warlord promos that they cut on each other? You did, but I just want to yeah. see what you where are you at with um your subscribers because you know we all want to know if you're able. To, I want to know that you're. I I would feel more comfortable knowing that you can monetize things on YouTube. 
I used to be able to monetize stuff on YouTube and I applied for it again because they changed the changed how it works and I was rejected because it said that I don't uh, I don't create enough of my own content mm. like it's a lot of like oh here's commercials from the 80s and ah. the, the Rick Martel dancing and Lord Stephen Regal walking to the ring and it's like okay but I did several years ago I think like 2016 make $600 off YouTube because of basically because of two videos, Larry bird, Larry bird night and Ted Williams taking three at bats in an all in an old timers game. (laughs) (laughs) The beauty of it is you get copyright issues, especially with, with wrestling. Cause I mean, it just rears its head all the time, but for baseball, that happens too, but the greatest gray area is old timers games because it's not a real game, right? But, but it's like, oh, here's Willie Mays batting in the 1982 old timers game or something. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's that's definitely above board. I mean, my YouTube viewing habits over the years have kind of evolved evolved away from wrestling and more towards like other sports. It's real funny. I see a video there. It says Blake at the water show at Jordan's Furniture. Yeah, it's my friend's kid. Come on. <laughs> no, that's so, no, but that's that's great. Yeah, and that's a very I mean, hyper local reference to the water show. the The water light show at Jordan's Furniture is fucking awesome. Oh, well, I, I don't know if Jordan's Furniture necessarily needs our help, considering that uh, what's his fuck he ponies up for those advertisements on the news like nobody's business. Although, although it's still less annoying than uh, Dan Brown Kia. Oh no, oh Dan O'Brien. God. Dan O'Brien. Awesome. <laughs> Fucking Bouncy McGee in my family. I can't stand that guy. And oh, now you he don't... has like he has he has half the fucking Patriots defensive line. Yeah, doing it, commercials rhyming for him now. It, where every one of them has like a completely wooden delivery, and it's about as effective as the Patriots' defense was against the Bills a couple weeks ago. Bazinga! I mean, the most, yeah, like Kyle Van Noy is the only one that is remotely close to having some form of personality, and he's in there with uh, was it Devin McCourty? And Devin McCourty just seems like he's like they turned him on, and he said, "Okay, Devin." I will do this commercial. Like he is so robotic. It is wooden is the perfect word for it. It's so <laughs> awful. He goes, keeping it awesome, bossum. It's just like the dumbest commercial ever. I uh, hyper local references. Dan O'Brien Kia. Oh, you don't. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, this is an. Ex- I mean, extremely hyper local. But I, I, we we may need to watch that just just so people <laughs> people can experience this freaking yeah. commercial that's been yeah. Plaguing me. Oh, oh there, it there, there it is. Oh, there, oh, there it is. <laughs> All right. Kyle, Kyle Van Noy. A lot of fire in that youngster. So it's Kyle Van Noy. It's Devin McCourty. And who is it? Mamma Mia. Pop. Yeah. Who's the and, third uh, guy? Um. Well, we'll we'll see. Let me yeah. let All, right. All right. Here we go. Kia. Come to Dan O'Brien. Get a brand new Kia. I guarantee you. You'll love your new Kia. It's the best deal in town. Put no money down. You can count on Dan. And your awesome protection plan. You can shop online. With the keyboard and the mouse. Pick out your new Kia. We'll bring it to your house. Dan O'Brien Kia. Keeping it awesome. Blossom. Dan O'Brien Kia. Keeping it awesome. 
that it's not only the top. You have to <laughs> you have to watch Devin McCourty do it because when he says keep it at awesome blossom, he does not change his facial expression at all. To like, except at the very end, he kind of turns his head a little bit, like as if to do a question mark face, <laughs> but he doesn't change his face. It's the most <laughs> annoying commercial. I. I, I want you to meet him someday just so you can rip him to his face about um, about this commercial. And then you find out that it's actually his twin brother, Jason, that you were yelling at. That'd be, that'd be a great scene. So I, I want to see how much of an impact, how much traffic we could drive towards this friggin' video because there's 503 views right now. Right. <laughs> so like that. So make a note that we check next week to see if it goes from 503 up to uh, 510 for these seven people that listen to our show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it, it was originally posted October 6th. So I don't know. We started seeing those commercials and the Patriots defense started playing yeah. a lot worse. But anyway, okay. Yeah. Anyway, back to so, back to live action. So, so we're gonna start out here with uh, with that as this is how we got onto freaking YouTube here. Bobby Heenan, day after Royal Rumble 1992, and of course, primetime wrestling would air on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. And this is the uh, what, what is, what's this called? They call it the the round table format, but it's clearly a rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> the rectangle, the rectangle format. Uh, yeah. I, I, hate, I, I, I hate I hate this era. I mean, do you have an opinion of this? Uh, like I, the... I, well, so when I started watching primetime, it was during the uh, Zumba Zumba pants era, and I never <laughs> I never watched primetime during the during the awesome era. I never watched primetime during uh. the awesome era live, which sucks. But you know, I've seen enough of the primetime awesome era to to have formulated an opinion that uh, yeah, this era sucks because. <laughs> It, but it sucks because of the because of the fourth guest that they always had, and in this case, the fourth guest is slick. Okay. So I I because obviously you enjoy Bobby Heenan, you enjoy Gorilla Monsoon. I was okay with Vince McMahon. I've always liked Vince McMahon as that announcer character. I always did. I always liked Vince. Um, oh. Perfect was always a good addition. But then yeah. when they started having like Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> And it's like, seriously, like what fucking guy was just sitting around catering and they said, oh, let's just bring this guy in for a hot minute. Like, it's just slick. Like, and this is reverend slick. Like, it's not even the good slick. <laughs> this is late stage slick. Wait, wait. Yeah, it's very late stage because he had been power slammed by Davy Boy only like a couple months before this. <laughs> and, and, and when you said that you had a problem with slick, I was going to channel my inner Samuel L. Jackson from Die High with a Vengeance. Say, you got a problem with Ebony? <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem with late stage slick. <laughs> yeah, so Vince, of course, got to be in the middle here of this uh, of this table. <laughs> this meeting of the minds. Yeah, I, I I like to look at all the stuff on the table. Like it's like everybody has a yellow sheet of paper in front of them. What well, does it have notes. like? Does it have like banned words on there? Like don't <laughs> don't say don't say belt, pal. <laughs> don't call it a hospital. Call it a medical center. <laughs> No, local local medical facility is that the word that they use? Is it is it? Yeah, it's medical facility. I don't know. We'd need Michael Cole for all these. <laughs> yeah, he's the only person after twenty five years who can keep them all straight. Don't say belt. Don't say wrestler. <laughs> don't say wrestling. <sighs> so this is Bobby Heenan. I, I I think this is the top of the uh, prime time show. Yeah. 
the night after. So January 20th, 92. Go Rilla Monsoon? What? It all belongs to Bobby the Brain Heenan and Mr. Perfect. And no doubt, they have reason to celebrate. Ric Flair, just last night at the Royal Rumble, became the undisputed World Wrestling Federation champion. Why do I remember that Royal Rumble being during the daytime? It probably, really? it probably, it probably started at like three o'clock in the afternoon. I bet you. I I remember it starting at four, but I guess it would be last night because it would have been you know six forty-five by that point. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's funny. I actually. You know. I feel like nowadays, whenever I go into a store, it doesn't matter what time of day it is. I always tell the the clerk. I always go, "Have a good night." <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> well, that that's the safe play because night is always ahead, you know. Yeah, I or always. But, but I'll go to like breakfast at like Dunkin' Donuts in the morning. I'll be like, "All right, have a good night." <laughs> First, it's like it's, it's seven forty-five. The sun just came up. What? Well, have a good night. <laughs> that's the, that's the clerk back to you at like at six forty-five when you're getting your morning coffee. <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Vince is wearing the. Uh, the, the 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 powder blue three piece. I feel like the WWF and probably even continuing on to today loves using the term undisputed champion because it really puts them in that like boxing category, you know. Mm-hmm. But it <laughs> let's be honest. If we look back at yeah. let's just look at the notable undisputed outcomes: Savage, Flair, The Rock. Um, even Jericho, all of those have been disputed at some point. Like, it was never like it was a clean victory. The whole point Savage of wrestling is for there to be a dispute. Right. <laughs> like, Savage wasn't a clean victory. Flair wasn't a clean victory. The Rock wasn't a clean victory. I don't think Jericho against Austin was a clean victory. Like, every time they have an undisputed champion, it's never a clean victory. And they always call the person the undisputed champion. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Wait, like was I, was Rock called undisputed champion at some point? Um, I mean, the only reason I'm saying that is because I'd have to go back and watch the actual tape at the end. If if uh, if I don't know if it was still uh, Howard Finkel, it might have been Lillian. But if they called him the undisputed champion at the end, but it's I mean, it was a tournament final. So, I mean, usually at the end of a tournament or the end of some big thing, they call the person like that's for the undisputed championship. But I just find it funny that they cut. They keep going undisputed. Like just once I want to see a person win a title and have it be the undisputed champion and have it have been like a even Christ, even freaking <laughs> Becky Lynch had a fuck up with Ronda Rousey. And she was the undisputed woman she, Two bet two belts, Becky or whatever it was. It was still this like, it's never And you're right. The whole point of wrestling is it's a dispute between two people, but it's just so stupid that WWE holds on to this constant undisputed thing. And there's never been an actual undisputed champion. Boy, boy, you're really upset about this. Well, <laughs> You know, uh, call it my OCD, but I like it when things actually come together properly. And this this just kind of is a bugaboo of mine. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> cheer up. Cheer up. Everybody. We're not the kind of guys that say, I told you so. But I told you so. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. In the name of good sportsmanship, let me be the first off of my congratulations. 
You know, I was thinking last night. Couple, couple, couple racists won't won't shake the black man's hand for God's well, sakes. Come on. Well, Bobby Heenan's afraid some of that's gonna come off. Will you stop it? No, I think um, I, you know what? I don't, I don't ever remember Heenan and Perfect ever getting that we told you so thing to actually go in unison. <laughs> like it always seemed <laughs> like one of them was off by a millisecond. So <laughs> we don't mean to say we told you so, so, but we told you so. <laughs> like it just never seemed to go very well. Yeah, I think I think Vince really wanted for them to say that. Uh, <laughs> although, perfect. yeah, well, think, well, per- perfect crammed that in in the post Rumble interview. Oh, he did. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad oh, yeah, that, yeah. glad that he did that because it was uh, because that was that allowed Gene to be like uh, very good and then transition out and then do the <laughs> put that cigarette out. Um, is this the is this the clip where? You know what I love too is because I saw this. I think it was OVP put the, the the gif on their Twitter. Is perfect doing the pen and then Bobby trying to do the pen and fucking it up. And <laughs> it just made me really appreciate. Like Jesus, Kurt Henning was like he did. I he did that shit all the time, and was like perfect with it. No pun intended. Like he would flip that pen or pencil or whatever, and he would always fucking catch it and then do that little hand movement at the end. It's like he never missed a fucking piece of gum when he hit the gum. Yeah, and I've done that a million times, and I would often swing and miss. Yeah, like that guy, just that's just amazing that he how good he was. Mm. Like as an athlete, that he was able to do those kinds of like hand-eye coordination. I can't even tell you how bad my hand-eye coordination <laughs> is. A question for you, gentlemen. <laughs> And he had the wrong as a celebration. <laughs> Look at Bobby. <laughs> he's so fucking happy. And it's Heenan in a suit, too. Yeah. Oh, well, because he's got that horseman budget money now. Mm-hmm. Jack Tunney's not going to be able to video distort anything now. It's out front. The belt's on him. He is the World Wrestling Federation champion. Walked through 29 men. Took him like a knife through hot butter. Well, as, as you, <laughs> as you as point out. As pointed out, 28. Yeah, because uh, D.B. DiBiase was already out of there. Although I'm sure later on that night he beat DiBiase in a drinking contest. I'm sure. So as we know, that DiBiase said, "See you at the bar." <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, this is this is the point though. Now when Gorilla becomes indignant about the whole thing. <laughs> Wait, real quick. Knowing how knowing that knowing how the type of person Ric Flair is, you know he said to you know he went up to DiBiase at the night went. Listen, baby, I just want to challenge you to a drinking contest because I got to know that I'd be. I don't know why I'm turning him into Dusty all of a sudden, but he's <laughs> like, I got to know that I could be 29 other people. So get on down and get yourself a bottle of that Cristal. Hey, Flair patterned a lot of his shit after Dusty Rhodes. So sure. it would make it would does stand stand to reason. So, yeah, Gorilla gets a little upset here because he feels that Heenan isn't properly respecting his capo. <laughs> it's capo. Yeah, is fucking the the monsoon family, the monsoon yes. crew. Yes, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Butter. He did. I threw butter. Doesn't matter. I can't remember after last night. But what? A t- he's going to be a champion. Everybody can look up to. Little children, big children, fat kids. Well, he'll be Women. he'll be a perfect champion, of course. Oh, <laughs> I I'm sorry. I, I can't I can't keep starting and stopping with this video, but um. Y- yes, you can. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is fantastic. I mean, it's a minute forty-five. We've already gone twenty-five minutes on this one, one video. Yeah, <sighs> but uh, of course, 
in seeing this, I'm thinking to myself, they recorded this probably before the end of the Rumble, but before the Rumble actually happened, because with it airing the next day, I don't think that they would tape primetime same day. Although then again, the pay-per-view was in Albany, so they they could have easily gotten to Stamford. You know, that's a really good question because... It, it seems, yeah, like, so that just goes to show you how good actors like Bobby Heenan, or at least just Bobby Heenan is, because he is really putting this on, like, he is genuinely, like, that excited, and if this was something that he had to tape, like, a week or two before the actual event happened, mm-hmm. God, ladies and gentlemen, the Oscar goes to Bobby the yeah. Brain Heenan. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I, I don't know if they actually refer to anything specific that happened in the match but uh it's only 22 seconds but i want to know would he be an active champion would would individuals have to chase him all over the country to secure a title shot slick you're not gonna like the brock lesnar title right yeah seriously (laughs) i like slick with glasses there kind of makes up for him not wearing a hat i like slick's hat Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that. Uh-huh. How do I not have that as a drop? Because uh-huh. because we do it just as good. The, the, I have an issue with Gorilla being okay with Slick now and Heenan turning. Because Heenan and Slick did business together. What does is, what is Heenan just turn on him? It's like, it's like oh, Vito's gay, so we got to abandon him? Come on. It's not, yeah. it's, it's not right. Slick not became right. a reverend, and now, we have to t- now I have to turn my back on you. <laughs> I I love you, Gorilla Cakes. <laughs> oh God! Active champion? Why don't you go after half a million women all over the world? And oh, what Whoa! This a sex reference, man. Oh, we got to go to a Texas tornado match. Talk about talk about just killing the buzz. Vince made a face when that happened, and. Because I, I, I think I think Vince did not care for the fact that Flair could pull down more tail than him. Any any day of the week, yeah. And, tw- and twice on Saturday night. You know what I, I hadn't considered is that Ric Flair and Vince are only like three and a half years apart in age. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think what was so cool about Vince back then was that he was the same age as a lot of his wrestlers, so it yeah. was kind of like. It was kind of neat thinking of the boss being like your contemporary, you know, that's why when you hear the story of like Vince taking the uh, either the heart attack or doing the doomsday device at the strip club, like it's kind of cool thinking that <laughs> thinking that like Vince is out at the fucking strip clubs with all the guys. I'm, I'm sorry. I just can't. The image of Vince McMahon going up for the doomsday device in the middle of a fucking strip club is the greatest, the greatest visual of all time. Him doing like the flip over, like he's yeah. Jerry Sags at, at SummerSlam. Sure. Oh my god. Onto the onto the friggin' uh, onto the glittered covered table, <laughs> the glittered covered stage. Sure. So right now we are we are on to wrestling challenge, which was taped in. Fort Myers, Florida, actually before the Rumble, so on Jan- January the a uh, January the eighth at the uh, Lee Civic Center, and there was a very interesting dark match. Would Would you like to know what it is? Is it Chris Ch- Chavis versus Cotto? Uh, no, we did have Chris oh. Walker defeating Pat Tanaka. Main oh. event anywhere in the country, Jeff. Mm-hmm. But 
the Latin Fury, Conan, and the Juicer, Art Bar, at 510 with a clothesline off the top. <laughs> Conan, Conan versus Art Bar in a WWF ring. How about that? Wow. How about that, huh? But here, here's a great dark match that I would, I would love to see, but is not on a Coliseum tape. Uh-huh. Randy Savage and Sid Justice defeated Jake Roberts and The Undertaker. Ooh. Oh, I'm in for that. That would have been, yeah, that would have been awesome. There's that dark match that go, that's out on the internet. It's Hogan and Savage versus Jake and the Berserker. Mm-hmm. And that's always a good one because it's like the Mega Powers reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have much rather seen that match, Savage and Sid. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. So uh, you know, you you know, you could have called that team. Uh, Macho Justice. I was gonna say the Macho Men. Oh, because if there's one person who's fucking more macho than Randy Savage, it's Father Sid. <laughs> Why didn't Father Sid officiate the wedding? He he should have officiated the match what made in heaven and the match made in hell. I now pronounce you man and wife. <laughs> you may kiss the bride. <laughs> you may kiss the bride. <laughs> uh, can I can I do it again? Uh, we're we're live, pal. Uh, we're live, pal. Ah! Another one bites dust. Heenan is very demonstrative here. Yes. Another one bites dust. Heavyweight champion of the world. World Wrestling Federation champion. You can apologize to me if you want. I'll accept the apology. What are you talking about? I would fight. I would fight. What? (laughs) Just like a fucking gorilla. What what happened to the top of Gorilla's head? It looks like he has no hair. Mm. He lost. Why does he look pulling... like George? <laughs> yeah, he pulled it all out. He pulled it all out during the Rumble. Um, I mean, I love how Gorilla's so indignant here. Like he he wants to he wants to refuse. He's refusing to admit that Flair won the fucking match. Hmm. <laughs> look at him, because Bobby Heenan's like, I told you, I told you. He's like, what did you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you? What, what did, did I, I tell you? <laughs> but fuck you, you ought to wear you ought to wear a side. Every time you two. <laughs> I knew he'd do it. I'm a lot of advisor. I give you what I'm a financial advisor. I'm gonna be the wealthiest man on the face of this earth. I told you. Where you, where you going? Wait a minute now. <laughs> he just leaves Heated out there. He fucking Bobby threw him out of there. <laughs> da, 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 da. You like the wrestling challenge theme? Well, I like that it's another one bites the dust. Oh. Another one bites the dust. No. Yeah. No. Oh, there's Vince on top of the Doomsday device. No, I've <laughs> said it before. The vi- <laughs> wrestling challenge theme reminds me of the uh, background thing from the Schmitz Gay yeah. commercial. In uh... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a cold thirst and you're gay, reach for a tall <laughs> bottle of Schmitz Gay. You know what we should do one day when we're watching one of these shows is we should try to identify all the jobbers in the matches that they're showing. Oh, I could tell that there was Barry Hardy getting thrown out of the ring there. <laughs> was it Barry Hardy or was it Dwayne Gill? Oh, it might have been Dwayne Gill. Oh, the Moonty. Fresh, yeah. fresh off his loss. <laughs> Moonty, Virgil, and Sid. I mean, this is a 1991 show if oh, there ever was one. And then but, it's in, but it's in 1992. <laughs> 
and Hacksaw. Hacksaw is the leadoff. Is it Hacksaw and Slaughter? Is it Hacksaw and Slaughter? Uh, no, it looks like it's uh oh no, Slaughter's carrying the flag because we still we still have work to do to rehabilitate this traitor. There it is. Oh, there he is. <laughs> There's the turn. I, I firmly believe that. It, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but toot toot that it might be the most underrated funny thing I've ever said on a podcast. That Hogan and Slaughter engaged in a truth telling talk contest and went Absolutely. to a 60 minute draw. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it was, just like Brett, Brett and Sean at WrestleMania 12. It was zero zero. <laughs> it was zero zero. I mean, they just rehabilitated this guy so damn quick. Oh, I like how the video yeah. cut out for a minute. Uh, well, what were you going to do with Slaughter? He should have yeah, kind I mean, of hung on. It would have been funny if he hung on. Kind of like how Ivan Drago hung on to that, you know, in, in Creed 2. He was still kind of like hanging on to the dream of being like a <laughs> a prominent Soviet Russian boxer. <laughs> the, the only way you do it is maybe have him be a mercenary, but that would require keeping him a heel. Mm. A mercenary who does the bidding of, like... like, What if he was, like, Ric Flair's muscle, but, like, never actually was seen with Flair? I don't know. Yeah. That would work in today's today's wrestling. But I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that there was some sort of handshake agreement between Vince and Slaughter where he's like, look... If you do this Iraq thing, when it when it runs its course, we'll give you one final, you know, little run as a face, sure. so that you know you can, so that they could put you back on GI Joe dolls. But holy shit, did he get fat? Which <laughs> like, I'm, which I'm. <laughs> he literally I'm, spent yeah. the entire time between Survivor Series and those vignettes just eating cheesesteak and deep dish pizzas. <laughs> True American classics. <laughs> uh well, that's probably what they... Do you think they did that with Andre in, like, 87? Like, they said to Andre, like, all right, so Andre obviously knew he was going to make a boat lo- a buttload of money, and it, and he knew he was in his final run. Mm-hmm. So you think Andre, you think Vince said to Andre, like, listen, let's do this. Let's make a shitload of money. And then when the time comes, we'll give you, like, the go-home where we'll, where we'll let you turn face, and everybody will, like, cheer you, and you'll go down in history as, like, the greatest baby face ever. I think with... In referring to the WrestleMania six thing, yeah, Vince kind of looked at what Andre had become towards the end of '89 and was like, "All right, well, this is going to be it, yeah. and we're going to do this after the match now." Yeah. Do you think? Oh, so you don't think he had that plan at in '87? No, I, in '87, I think the whole idea was just to get the one match out of him, and then when he had the surgery and responded at least decently to it. Oh. And Andre's schedule in '88 is is weirdly like super heavy, yeah, like he's almost a, he's... almost like a guy who knew he was on borrowed time. Well, he's there more than Hogan in '88. Yeah, you know. Oh, look, look at this! They're going to do the alley oop thing, where Slaughter is going to throw up the uh, uh, two by four, and Duggan's going to catch it. Mm. All right, he Never made misses. the catch. Yeah, there. They're a regular pen and teller over here. <laughs> uh, now, let me ask you this question. You may know this. You may not. I'm sure mm-hmm. you know this. Andre, When Andre first came into wrestling at the very, 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 very beginning, was he a heel? Uh, very early on in, like, Montreal and all that. I'm not sure, actually. Although, I, ha- I have that Andre book 
but not the not the good one that came out in the last couple of years. I, I have like the WWE one that came oh, out yeah. like eight eight years ago. That yeah, yeah. I, I don't even think I was watching wrestling at the time, but I saw it in a bookstore and was like, you know what? I kind of want that because I, I want to know more about this guy. I saw the documentary on HBO, which is uh, also very good. Yeah. Now, this segment here would be why you cannot find this video on YouTube because it's going to have Royal Rumble highlights. And it obviously it gets frowned upon having mm. clip, clips of pay-per-views. That, that's kind of what that and Coliseum videos is where you run into issues on YouTube. So that would be why when we go to Oakland wearing his hungover glasses. Well, he is. I know. It's just funny. At least he's not wearing that Target tie again. Oh, look at ooh, look at ooh, ooh, look at ooh, Liz. look at Liz. God damn. <laughs> uh, God oh, damn, I'm sorry. Man. I'm I'm sorry. I usually play something else. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that those it goes very high up on the hip there. God damn, pal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a. Uh, if you have to choose any year of Elizabeth between eighty-five and ninety-two, what year would you choose? Uh, I probably 88. I think, I think she's really, really like attractive in 88 when she's, you know, when she's managing the champ. Yeah. I'd go 88 or 92. Yeah. Uh, cause she's looking good here. The only thing is her hair is very, uh, very of the time. Yeah. That's, that's the only problem, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But it was of the time back then. I don't know. That's a good question. Which was the, she had an onion on her belt, which was the, which style. Was the style. It was the style at the time. Of the World Wrestling Federation, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah, why are Oakland? Oakland's glasses just look so big on his head. I don't know why. <laughs> so big on his head. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, we did a podcast on the Royal Rumble, but we skipped over almost all of the matches beforehand. Well, we watched the only two that mattered, really. Yeah. I mean, you didn't want to watch LOD against uh, Fred and John? No. That's what I'm going to call the natural disasters now. Fred and John. Fred and John. (laughs) That sounds about right. It's an imposing name. From two imposing figures. (laughs) The side boob twins. <laughs> I'm not a shark. I'm John Tenta. I'm not a boat. I'm a man. The top contenders. That's all going to be happening right here. But standing by right now. Those glasses are very big. The new World Wrestling Federation oh. champion, Rick Flair. Yeah, we're going to get. All right. Promo with Flair. Perfect many... is going to be there. Uh, is Perfect going to be wearing the same windbreaker? <laughs> I'm gonna I know. say I'm obsessed with Perfect's windbreaker. Okay, no, he's in a suit, and the reason I say that is because now that he's the champion, the official champion, the undisputed, if you will, he now has the horseman budget again. Oh. So, <laughs> I again, I love that Heenan was wearing a suit for that prime yeah. time thing, and not one of those like. I don't know uh, I, the Heenan jumpsuits that he was wearing in like '90. I, I didn't yeah. care. I didn't care for them, especially the ones, the, <laughs> the, the one that says "brain." <laughs> I don't really care. I don't care much for Job. All right, so let's see. Oh, same windbreaker. <laughs> God damn it! Perfect. You ruined my fucking. 
Is that have a is that a Minnesota windbreaker? Does that have a Minnesota logo on it? Yeah. Uh, is that is that Minnesota or is that no? I think that's a star. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> He's wearing a Minnesota jacket. Hmm. Oh, champ! You know what I love about this more than anything is that you people out there will never have a chance to stand and walk next to a man that's a real world champion. Nor will any of you out there. Know what it is to have everyone in the world say, there goes the World Wrestling Federation champion. There goes number one. The point can't be disputed. We beat 29 of the very best this sport has ever known. All And, and Hercules. <laughs> you, beat tw- you beat 27 and Hercules. We beat 26 other guys. Plus Hercules, Nikolai, Nikolai Volkov, and Jerry Sags. <laughs> He's just gonna keep putting. We beat fourteen of the best guys <laughs> and fifteen guys who are good enough to be under contract okay, at a certain right, point in time. Okay. We beat. Let me just list. Okay, we beat Hogan, uh, Sid Justice, Randy Savage, Jake Roberts, Macho Man. Rand, no, no, I already said him. Uh, the Undertaker. And um, uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine and a whole bunch of other guys. <laughs> he, he's just going to read down the list like he's Vince doing the promo for it. Um, is is this what you envisioned during your 11-year run for the Genius? Is like perfect standing next to him while the Genius is holding the world title, cutting a promo? That would have been a fun thing where Genius was the guy wrestling and Henning had to stand there smugly preening. <laughs> All in one night. And now, huh. WrestleMania looms on the horizon. They're saying, we've got to find a challenger for Ric Flair. Well, <laughs> what can we say? We've already beat 29 of the best. If you find one, you'll find us there because we are number one. Woo! <laughs> Did... Oh, and there's that thing that I tweeted out where it was just a picture of Sid and it said still to come. And I tweeted out like, you know, my ass isn't going anywhere. Do you think that do you think that this was the start of the road to WrestleMania? Yeah, I think it is. Like, this is where they started with the road to WrestleMania because because Flair just went, we're on to WrestleMania, folks. (laughs) Here we go. We're on to Cincinnati. Yes, we are on to Cincinnati. Uh we're in I Cincinnati was, tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I know this. It, it doesn't relate directly, but in '97, when Henning joined the Horsemen, I was so excited that he was with Flair again. So when sure. they did when they did that fucking turn, and he just becomes like another NWO guy, I hated it so much. Like, yeah, no, that was that was awful. Like that that would have been a nostalgia run that I think might have actually had legs, even though the nostalgia is only for this you know brief period where Henning and Flair are together i I guess it wasn't that brief it was about a full year uh the only problem that i have with like a nostalgia run like that is well at the i mean besides the fact of where they were because you know wcw at that time is terrible but like what were you gonna do with you didn't have flair and a tag team as much yeah oh yeah i guess you can just play this over what i'm saying that's all right pete uh we got we got got an irs match coming up next Oh, okay. oh, oh, we got original uh, commercials, too. Oh, wait, hold on. What is it? Oh, I thought it was a vignette for Skinner. <laughs> no, it's a uh, 
a water gun or a laser tag oh. commercial. <laughs> Seems to be a lot of equipment here. They have to like wear shit on their heads and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to play no more. <laughs> I was really hoping that you were going to do the Wilhelm screen in, yeah. in the commercial. Oh, oh. nice. Oh, it, it, this is funny because how it's we got Olymp- yeah, an Olympics coming up. It's it's for M&Ms. They've been in the news lately for, you know, mm-hmm. what is it? Are they sexualizing the M&Ms or are they desexualizing them? I, I can't they, keep track anymore. They desexualized the green M&M and the brown M&M. Uh, where they they basically remove their high heels and put them in more and put them in flats. Okay. Which I guess I didn't realize that's desexualizing a character. But no. Apparently the uh, the right is real up in arms that you know you can no longer have sex with M and M's. Tucker Carlson is very upset that the green M and M has opted for sensible shoes. <laughs> It's 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 a it's an interesting visual to think of Tucker Carlson fucking some woman wearing a green M&M outfit. But OK, whatever. Hey, listen, man, whatever gets your carrot off. I don't really care. You know, well, oh, I'm the Meadowlands, so, February 7th yep. and 8th. So th- this is a New York uh, tape, obviously. Yeah. I at some point I am going to use the term fucker Carlson as a as an insult to somebody. Yeah. But I'm just waiting for the right moment for that. Yes. Oh, Amco. Is this the one? I always forget this from the first season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Does he offend the Amco guy or the Mako guy? I think it's Amco because isn't that the double no, A MCO? No, I think he offends the Mako guy by doing the Amco uh, oh, jingle. Oh, is that what he does? I oh. think. Okay. I get those two companies confused all the time. Like, not only oh, just their companies, but oh, in Living Color halftime show for the in Super Bowl. Color. Now, do you remember that Super Bowl that aired uh, 30 years ago? Uh, January 26, 92. Super Bowl 26. Uh, <laughs> oh, isn't that, isn't, is not that the 49ers and the Bengals? No, it was the uh, Washington, then Redskins, against Buffalo. And... Oh, okay. oh is, that the, is that the one where the guy missed the field goal? No, that was the, that was the year before. Oh, okay. But Super Bowl, Super Bowl 26 is primarily known for it was Washington won 37-24, but the game was not as close as that would indicate. It was mm-hmm. 37-10 before two late touchdowns. But the main thing remembered from that game, yeah, is Thurman Thomas misplaced his helmet at the opening kickoff and missed the first couple plays <laughs> for for Buffalo. He's the starting running back, so they'd use Kenneth Davis for uh, the first couple plays because he couldn't find his helmet. He misplaced his he misplaced his helmet. So, so I want to stress that point to you because I used to always point out when Tom Brady played for the Patriots, when he when the Patriots would run onto the field, there would always be a dude carrying Brady's helmet running next to him. And I always called him Tom Brady's helmet butler. And ah. that's why that's why there was a need for helmet butlers because of the oh. Thermot Thomas thing. Helmet butlers. Interesting. Yeah. Uh that's a that's a that's an odd thing. My brother and I had a very long conversation about the ineptitude of the. Well, are you pausing this for an IRS thing? Because I will tell this story while he's wrestling. Well, uh, uh, well, you you want to hear what he has to say? I mean, he's going to say something about the Revenue Act of 1992. Or, well, we're getting into tax season soon, so go ahead. Well, it's kind of a 
the, the country wasn't in recession, but uh, there was basically uh, stagnant growth at the time. So he's right. probably going to yell at everybody for that. Yes. Did you see that guy's mustache? I just want to oh point that god. out at 1138. Oh my god. Glorious mustache. Look at that guy. Is that a wrestler or is that a fan? That's a that's a fan, but he's wearing a he's wearing a tank top and he looks particularly trashy. You look like <laughs> it looks like he's wearing Andre singlet for a minute in that shot. <laughs> yeah, because you can't see his other shoulder. Um Speaking of, uh, you were t- talking about how we didn't have much growth in 1992. Do you know that we've had, I believe it's 8.7% growth uh, in the year of 2021, which is the largest in like years that we've had the, the economic growth? Well, you know, it's pent up demand from everything kind of being suppressed last year. Something to expect. I mean, they, I, I don't mean I don't mean to downplay it, but, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> well, it, 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 it is what it is. Well, it's also that's that's what we strive for here is to educate on this podcast, mm-hmm. correct? But uh, <clears throat> so as I was saying earlier, because I can talk about this now because it's Erwin Arshista, uh, my brother and I were having a conversation lengthy about the ineptitude of the Buffalo Bills that four years in a row they went mm-hmm. to, they were the best team in the AFC for four years in a row and they lost all four fucking Super Bowls, one of them to a backup quarterback. What are they losing? Um, Patriots losing to a backup quarterback in a Super Bowl? I mean, yeah, but to, to be to be fair, Jeff Hostetler was a starter quality. It's just the NFL back in those days, the yeah. the distribution of quarterbacks, like especially in the NFC where you had yeah. Young and Montana yeah. on Forty ers and you had a couple of decent options in you know for some other teams. Yeah, and. And in the AFC, you had freaking, you know, Tommy Hodson playing for the Patriots and, mm. uh, you know, Tony Eason and Ken O'Brien, late stage Ken O'Brien for the Jets. <laughs> late stage slick. <laughs> he was he was the late stage slick of, uh, oh, look, IRS is doing an abdominal stretch and grabbing mm. the rope. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> Are you betting on um, the championship games by any chance or? Oh, you're not going to be able to because you're not going to be able to get to. New Hampshire. So no, you, no, you, no, you're crazy. I went up there. I went yesterday, and I oh, placed okay, my good. bets. I placed my bets ahead of time. I, I did a. What I like to do when there are two games is I like to do a four, basically a four-piece teaser, which I know. I, it's, I, it just, sounds no, like I, just, I just love it because you're like, I do a four-team teaser parlay twist with a with a push on the end i have no idea what the fuck it's saying so so all right I'm so sorry. I, I have i have i have bengals plus 13 okay. 49ers plus nine and a half okay and the bengals chiefs have to go 60 points or under and the 49ers rams needs to go over 40 mm. so you think that'll happen have, uh probably not but i i threw 15 bucks at the problem oh, good. <laughs> oh here's tatanka I have embarked on a vision quest. It's a quest for purification. Wait, he's on a vision quest here? Wasn't that a movie with uh, 
Who was in Vision Quest? Was that like Jeff Daniels or something? I think it was, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Vision Quest. <laughs> his his delivery is so wooden. I half expect him to be doing Dan O'Brien Kia commercials at some <laughs> point. So there's uh, a callback. <laughs> <laughs> callback. Yeah. Hey, speaks the language. Yep. <laughs> for courage, for respect, and for honor. It is a healing ceremony, a long and difficult journey that will take me deep within myself. And it was Matthew Modine, by the way. I was looking it up. I was gonna, I was gonna read you the uh, synopsis of Vision Quest. Uh, a high school wrestler in Spokane, Washington, has trouble focusing on his training regimen when a beautiful young drifter takes up temporary residence at his home. Yes, Don't Matthew look- Modine. And Linda Fiorentino. Ooh, mm-hmm. she's a hot piece of ass, huh? <laughs> and the oh. movie also co-stars the incomparable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The movie also stars the incomparable Ronnie Cox, who is fucking one of my favorites. Can I? Can I? I just, I just want to make the point as gently as I can. Yes. Is Ronnie Cox really incomparable, or can you compare somebody? No. To? You cannot because he is fucking Cohagen, Bogomil. He's that guy Jones and fucking Robocop. Ronnie Cox is an American treasure and we should treat him as such. And anybody that says otherwise will have to fight me to the death in the Thunderdome. <laughs> okay. Boy, coming on a little strong there. <laughs> oh, we're still on this fucking vignette. Oh, it's over. <laughs> I think that's the gobbledygooker behind him. <laughs> no, it's the boogeyman. I will know that I am pure. I will know that my soul has been cleansed. And I will know that like the eagle, I will soar in the WWF. What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Very quiet and contemplative, uh, Tatanka. Ha, hmm. Have you? Hmm. Hmm. Um, were you? Hmm. Were you hmm. ever jazzed up at all for Tatanka? Not, not really. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when you know he's in there with Marte, he he comes along so late in my fandom. Like I mm. stopped watching shortly after eight, mm. and then he's. He pops up again around Survivor Series 93 in, in my world anyway, because I ordered that pay-per-view. Yeah. But he's not on the show because he got murdered Borg. by Ludwig Borga. <laughs> he, got right Lud- he, he got Ludwig Borga. <laughs> and then he was pretty much lost after that point until they do the heel turn, which somehow harmed him even more. Yeah. It's like he's... He's the Dave Stapleton of uh, 90s WWF guys. He came in and was was pretty good at the beginning. Maybe not, you know, a super duper star, but then it basically just declined with every year that he was in the company. I'm pretty sure that no one has ever compared any professional wrestler to Dave Stapleton. But I guarantee you that Tatanka would be proud to be compared to Dave Stapleton. (laughs) I runner up for the 1980 American League Rookie of the Year. I... (laughs) I think I made a Dave Stapleton comparison on on Greetings from Allentown at one point, but I don't I don't remember anything I ever did. No, so. Runner up for the rookie of the year. Oh, you don't believe me? Was, no, uh, I know he was. It's just hilarious that that's what you come up with. Su- su- 
Super Joe Charbonneau won oh. for the Cleveland Indians that year. Oh, excuse me, the now Cleveland Guardians. Yes, yes get it correct. So we, so we got Mooney in the event center here. Wrestling Federation. Well, this Friday night at Madison Square Garden, according to Sid Justice, his size and power will make him victorious when he locks up with the Mountie. Five-star oh. match. Five-star match, that one. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? Sid versus Sid versus the Mountie? You've tell never me seen we that? Get, tell me we get promos on this. <laughs> well, from, from your lips to God's ears. That is just one of the great battles taking place. Also, Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, I want Sid speaking out against the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Wow. <laughs> Sid versus the Mounted. You, you've never seen that match? I don't think I've ever seen that match. Is it right. fucking awesome? Like, is it a, is it a five star classic? All right, all right, all right. I'll tell you what. After after we're done watching this show, we're, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna watch that Sid Mounted oh, match. Oh, please, please, please. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. From his illness, and what a way to come back! He faces the Undertaker. Brett versus the Undertaker. I mean, in 1992, what the hell? What? Where is this? Is this at Nassau? No, this is uh, January 31, 92, at Madison Square Garden. Wow! It's, and I think I don't know if I don't think it's on the network, but it's it's a pretty good show, dude. Those two <laughs> matches alone are fucking awesome. Are you kidding me? All, all we need is for the uh, old powers of pay to take on oh, the. Oh, and I, and I, and I just came. I mean, seriously, if the old powers of pain fight the new foundation, I just fucking finished, and and that's. Oh, I have a, I have an idea for a sitcom, and maybe maybe you should have done this years ago. The new adventures of the old powers of pain. <laughs> ah, where it's just the, and it's just the two of them following the two of them around. It's no. their sitcom life. It's yeah. It's exactly it. It's like it's like the odd couple. They live together, but their gimmick is that they're always going to like shows to do autograph signings. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to show the warlord and the barbarian live in a New York City Manhattan apartment that's that somehow is three thousand square feet that they they can afford. And yeah, we, we could have the barbarian be the fastidious <laughs> neat guy, and the warlord is kind of a slob. Because all he cares about is Domino's Pizza, right? <laughs> That's is that the most ran, is that the most random thing Gorilla Monsoon Gorilla Monsoon ever said? Is Probably. That Warlord only cares about Domino's Pizza. I don't think we've discussed that enough. I don't think we have. Yeah. All right, so we, we got to get to these promos here. And in the main event, Elizabeth will accompany the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, I thought Elizabeth was taking on somebody. I was like, I don't remember Vince Russo booking '92 WWF. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, wait, just real, just real quick. The, 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 just to finish this thing off. Okay. The, the theme song. I got the theme song for the for the the show. Ready? Okay. <laughs> the the old adventures. Of, no, the new adventures of the old powers of fame. It's like, God, di- God damn it, Sioni! Your your ant- your antlers take up so much room in here. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh. I gotta tell you, if I ever meet the warlord, I'm probably gonna give him a big hug. I mean, oh he's, gonna, he's he's gonna be annoyed, but I'm like, you you've provided you've added so much joy to my life. 
Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, let's get to this you're my, problem. You're my favorite Terry in all of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> when he battles Jake the Snake Roberts, right now, both sides of this intense battle have more on oh this upcoming bout. All right, so it's it's Savage and Jake, which I'm usually never disappointed in that. But I was I was excited for Sid Mounty promos. I mean, we have Sid Mounty, Brett Undertaker, Jake, and Savage. This is a fucking show. Maybe we this should watch. Maybe we should watch that instead. <laughs> this is the show for the DeLorean, mm-hmm. <laughs> not the Nassau under not the Nassau Hogan Warlord. This is the show. <laughs> No, nothing no, will ever no, replace nothing that. Will replace, no, nothing how, will ever replace that Nassau show. Yeah, how dare you? How dare I? You've got every right in the world to be angry, Randy Savage. Look at the cards that were dealt to you in 1991. You lost a retirement match at WrestleMania. You get bitten by a snake on accident. And then Tuesday in Texas, in San Antonio, I snatch your wife up by the hair and give her something that you should have given her a long time ago. Oh, good God. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Jake? <laughs> I, I, I could. I, are you saying that? Well, maybe it gets. <laughs> it gets a little dark with Jake's family. <laughs> I was gonna say, Jake. Jake's doing. Jake's providing right now what you do when you watch Netflix and it's like a new season of a show. He's saying previously on Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> with like dramatic music on <laughs> make her a better woman she mm. now doesn't she and now you're faced with meeting me you say you want me but deep down you know that's a lie because after all the things that's been done to you in 1991 do you really think 1992 is going to be any better <laughs> not Strangers in the- Did he say he just concluded it with not? Like he he was- <laughs> Jake Jake Roberts was telling everybody his favorite his favorite joke, which is, "What is it you tell a woman with two black eyes?" Mm. Nothing you nothing you already told her twice. <laughs> He's like, uh. very, very sexist right there. He goes, he goes, she listens now, doesn't she? <laughs> like Jesus, Jake. <laughs> I, I, I think. I think Randy Savage must have broke his sunglasses because uh, he's not wearing them here. Yeah, this is a very interesting sight of Randy Savage right here, like (laughs) wide-eyed and bushy-tailed right now. Yeah, and by the way, he doesn't have the snake bite wrapped because wasn't it on his bicep? Uh, yeah, he might, well, he... That's no, because look at his other elbow is not wrapped. And I'm not yeah. going to listen to that nonsense of you saying that, well, that's the elbow he uses to drop on a person. No, that's supposed to be the fucking bite mark still. Savage is still like holding to that friggin'. Th- it is funny, though, because the one spot on his arm that is not taped is probably where the friggin snake bit him. But yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, lot, of, lot of tape there. It's got a lot of blades oh, in there. One night, yeah, let's not even uh, do it again. Let's do it one time and let's get it right. Yeah, I am the one that's looking for you, Snake Man. I Dang. am thinking that you and me will never dance again. Because this is the time that the party ends. The end of the beginning or the beginning of the end. This is the time that I'm going to tell you that I don't even care if you beg right now because your begging doesn't mean anything to me. The fight is on. You doubt that I can finish a fight? That's really something. That makes me laugh, but I'm not laughing right now. No. You don't think I can get any manner than I am right now, do you? Well, you're probably right about that because that's why you keep on talking. MSG! 
Mm. Madison Square Gardens. Mm. January the 31st. The 31st day of January. 1992 will be a fantastic year. And Elizabeth will be there. Madison Square Gardens. Elizabeth's going to be there, Snake Man. But I'm in control of you. Dang it. I'm not going to kill Savage for saying Madison Square Gardens. but Yeah. yeah. That was a good I promo think, by Savage. Yeah. I think it took a while to get, get there because I was kind of wondering what, where he was going with it for the first 20 seconds. Well, because I feel like at this point in 92, he's already like that. Not that that. Not that that feud didn't still have legs, because I think it, I think it could have. I think they could have definitely even gone to WrestleMania and had a match. But um, I think that uh, I mean at this point, what else does he have to prove? He's beaten Jake the Snake a fucking ton of times. Mm-hmm. You know. I but they utilized that Saturday night's main event to turn Undertaker. I think knowing that Hogan wasn't going to be there after Mania, and that oh, you, yeah. would need, you would need a babyface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like in the middle of recording that Saturday Night's Main Event, your your heel side of the ledger starts to get a little bit lopsided with Sid joining up and Undertaker still being there. Yeah. It's almost like that show was a double turn. Oh, here's that commercial that I, I texted. Oh. Now, we were unable to record last weekend, uh, but I sent you a text that was like, I have to comment on this commercial. Yes. Because... For Craftmatic adjustable beds. Craftmatic mm-hmm. Model Two adjustable bed. Look, this is the quality adjustable bed that actually costs fifty percent. How is that fucking comfortable? Like this, this know. woman is being folded up like a, like a harlot. The, the, the picture is at nineteen thirteen on this video, and it's the one that you tweeted out. That is, I don't know who's sleeping like that. The only way I can think of that you're sleeping like that is that if you're suffering from a head injury and you have to stay like above, you know, so that your blood doesn't pool to your brain, it is not comfortable. I mean, that's not even a good position to be in to watch television. Her her legs are practically over her head. How can she sleep that way? I can't have that in I mean, I don't no, know how. Can't yeah, have that in if she has, if she, like. There's no no place you can put a pillow. It's just going to slide down. Yeah, she just looks like she's completely miserable right now. <laughs> well, we kind of... We, I wish that they had a more front-on... Uh, and also, this is a good commercial for uh, guys with a foot fetish because she's not wearing shoes. Oh. <laughs> Tony Atlas immediately went out and bought a Craftmatic Model 2. Percent <laughs> less than these quality <laughs> nationally advertised brand name flatbeds. That's right. For 50% less than these quality flatbeds, you can sleep on a bed that adjusts electrically to all these relaxing positions. Read in bed, watch TV in bed, elevate your feet, support your back, and fall asleep in virtually ideal comfort. And at a price that's 50% less than the It, it, it just feels like there were a lot more ads for Craftmatic adjustable beds at this point in the 90s. It was kind of a, like a moment in time. Yeah. Hi, I'd like your free catalog. Call Woman like calls. She calls in the middle of the night to ask for a free catalog. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, yeah, I have no interest in one of those beds. Just saying. No. No, neither do I. Oh, and and it's time to go. Time to go to church. Yep. It's Saturday night, folks. Let's go to church. Saturday at four o'clock. <laughs> Look at the determination in those eyes. What a display by this guy at the Royal Rumble. 
Now, if I was at the TV taping, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Sid's coming out without the belt. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Still getting a huge... Oh, look at that. Look at the pop. Dude, they, they fucked up. They should have gone with a Hogan heel turn. Yeah. Well, Hogan was about... If Hogan's about to leave, then it doesn't really... It kind of mutes the impact of that. It'd be like if they turned Hogan heel at, like, Uncensored 96. Although that would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I'm turning heel, everybody. See you in four months. Yeah. Also, this is Sid murdering Steve Lombardi, which uh, <laughs> it's always kind of funny. In my book. <laughs> I mean... Here, here's a man beating up somebody wearing a bunch of Yankees paraphernalia. I mean, what's wrong with that? Does anybody have a problem with this? No. <laughs> what baseball team do you think Sid Justice roots for? Cardinals. You think so? Yep. I don't know, I because I think Arkansas is probably most correlated from a territory perspective with the Cardinals. Yeah. He doesn't strike me as a Texas Rangers sort of guy. No. Yeah. I asked my dad oh. back. I asked my dad who. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Sid's talking. I apologize. He's prophesizing right now. <laughs> In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A reading. Let's see what, <laughs> a reading, a reading from the book of Sid. A reading from the second letter of Sid to the enhancements. This guy is in, but he wouldn't put his hands around Flair's neck and pick him up like that. Not unless you give him the opportunity. Wait, he's got the nerve. Oh, my. He needs you, Flair. No, he don't. He's talking to somebody else. Don't worry. <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> uh, I, I asked my dad when back in the day, I was like, because my dad grew up in South Carolina, and I was like, who did you like back in the day? I was like, were you like a Braves fan? or? And I think my dad my dad said he was always a Red Sox fan, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> well, I mean, the owner of the Red Sox at that time was originally from South Carolina. Yeah, but I like my dad was I don't think that was the reason, no. No, but I mean, like, how was my dad watching Red Sox games in South Carolina in, like, the 1950s? Like, he wasn't. No, you want- you follow it in the newspaper is how you, oh. how you do it back in those days. I, I don't know if yeah. my dad even could afford a newspaper back in 1950. I mean, my, my father was from around here, but the Patriots didn't exist for the first 18 years of his life. And most people up here would be New York Giants fans. But he was really? a, he was a Cleveland Browns fan in the absence of a Boston team. Hmm. That's and, interesting. Uh, yeah. And there's not, uh, not that your dad was a Browns fan. It's interesting that people up here would have been a Giants fan. Well, I mean, they were the closest team. I know. That's crazy. Lombardi uh, defeated via the power bomb and ends up in a very familiar position with his legs over his head. Oh, hi <laughs> That's the, one of the first things they teach you in the Terry Garvin School of Self-Defense. Will you stop it? <laughs> I think Sid was Sid was kind of teasing a little the heel turn a little bit. Lombardi didn't go up for that choke slam no, nearly enough. No, he didn't. He although he sold the power bomb very well. Yeah. But, you know, Bobby it, Heenan not making any mention that he used to manage the brawler right there. What would you? <laughs> he wants to. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Indianapolis Hoosier, though. Sunday afternoon, April 5. See all of the 
WWF superstars, along with some of the biggest names in sports and entertainment. You want to be there in person to resolve to be part of the record-breaking crowd at the Who You Know. Reserve your seat by calling 317-239-51. Don't call, don't, don't call that number. <laughs> I'm not going to call numbers. We did that gag once, and, you know, it. I, I ended up, it, it ended up hacking my phone. Oh, it did? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, here comes here comes Moonty with his old music. I wonder if Gorilla is going to say, what disgusting music. <laughs> They're renaming it. They're going to call it the Flare Dome. Oh, stop. <laughs> the Flare Dome. Look at the look on that kisser. He's not too happy, is he? Boy, did he get jobbed by Roddy Roddy Piper. Job. Speed to a pulp, don't you? Well, he was all set to, to wrestle Red the Hitman. What disgusting music. <laughs> Why did Gorilla? Gorilla just had it out for the Mounties music for some reason. I don't know. Oh, my God. Poor Mountie. By the time this is taped, when this is taped, he hasn't even won the belt that he would lose yet. <laughs> Well, they weren't, well, they weren't, you know, they weren't, he didn't know. It's not like he was, had a negative title run. Yeah, that's true. He, he lost it before this even aired, which yeah. make somehow makes it even a little bit funnier. <laughs> it's like, why are they referring to him as a former Intercontinental Champion? I don't know. <laughs> we had a chance to speak to the former champion and his stooge. Stooge. I don't think of Jimmy Hart as a stooge. Mm. I think of like Bob Orton. Bob Orton was a stooge. Yeah, a stooge is a is a colleague or a contemporary to you that would be just kind of hanging around. Case in point, the stooges for Vince, Patterson and uh, yeah. Briscoe. Yeah, like he's they were very... Vince's contemporaries. We're talking you know? about a very accomplished manager here, not yeah. not a stooge. It's not like the Mountie was Jimmy Hart's only meal ticket. No, I would say that when in that six man tag match at the garden at the Boston Garden, the Mountie is the natural disasters stooge. Ah, however, I would never call the Mountie a stooge because Jack, look at the fucking muscle on Jacques Rougeau right there in that pause fix you have. He's fucking jacked right there. He really did not want to have sideburns because he kind of has that annoying straight line above the ear. <laughs> he, 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 he's got going on right now what I have going on right now, and that's oh. I need I need to cut my I need to shave my head. But I was getting really annoyed with my sideburns the other day, so I just buzzed my sideburns off. So like, <laughs> I have no sideburns right now, and I look like an asshole. <laughs> oh oh, we got we got the inset promo now with uh, with these guys. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they'll say something. Uh, Interesting or entertaining. Mm -hmm. I'll never meet you, Piper! There's not one man alive that can beat the Mountie! And I vow I will get my Intercontinental title back! Nothing's gonna stop me! Not even you, Hitman! There's not one man alive who can beat me. Yes, there are several dozen who can. I was just gonna say, uh, uh, you were literally talking to a guy who beat you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's less than 24 hours ago. Brett, Brett also defeated Monty on this taping. Yeah. Bossman also defeated Monty and put him in jail. Yeah. In fact, the reason why he was having an issue with Brett was because Brett commented on the fact that Bossman beat him. <laughs> That's true, yes. 
So Monty, I don't know where Jacques Rougeau is getting his information from. It must be he must be getting it from all those same places that China gets all their t- educational materials. <laughs> it's the damn Royal Canadian Mounted Police in their disinformation campaign. Yes, huge disinformation. Wednesday night, January 29th, live WWF action in Poughkeepsie, New York. Oh, Poughkeepsie. No, we don't care about that. We don't tape TV there anymore. You know, on January 29th, though, there was a show in Lowell. Do you want to know the results? Oh, yeah. Please. So at the Lowell Memorial Auditorium on January 29th, in uh, Cotto defeated Phil Apollo. Sonny Blaze defeated Chris Duffy. (laughs) Okay. Hercules pinned Nikolai Volkoff. Hercules picking up a win in 92. Yep. Kerry Von Erich pinned the Brooklyn Brawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slaughter and Duggan, or Sergeant L. Laft- S. Laughter uh, and Jim Duggan defeated the Nasty Boys when Slaughter pinned Jerry Sags. Uh, oh. The Undertaker defeated Sid Justice via disqualification. And in the main event, uh, it just says also included the Warlord. So uh, <laughs> Does it really say that? It says also included, not in the main event, but it says also included the Warlord. <laughs> do you want to know the Poughkeepsie? Also included. Do you, do you want to know the Poughkeepsie results? There was there was a triple threat that day. There was three different shows being run. Uh, the, the, I would say the Lowell show was the C show. Um, even Probably, though, yeah. Even though Sid and Undertaker are headlining it, I would say that's the C show. Uh, all right, I'm going to read you the other two results, and I want you to tell me which one's the A show and the B show. Okay. okay. So the show in Poughkeepsie was Shawn Michaels pinned Jim Powers with the teardrop suplex. Mm-hmm. Rick Martel pinned Jimmy Snuka with his feet on the ropes. Mm-hmm. Bret Hart defeated the Mountie via submission with the sharpshooter. Chris Walker yeah. pinned Bob Bra- Bradley with a flying body press. Yep. Repo Man pinned Virgil with his feet on the ropes. So two matches with feet on the ropes. That's kind of. <laughs> and uh, Randy Savage pinned Jake Roberts. That's Poughkeepsie. Uh, the other show is Winnipeg. Oh, and boy. Tatanka defeated Skinner. Yeah. Berserker defeated Jim Brunzel. Uh, tag team champion Road Warrior Animal defeated Earthquake. Oh, wow. Beverly- that's, oh, well, that's, that's actually that, yeah, a fair an, loss. Animal versus Earthquake is an interesting match that I one-on-one that I've never considered. It's a rare loss, too, for Earthquake. Yeah. Um, Beverly Brothers defeated Owen Hart and Jim Neidhart via disqualification. Uh, Chico fought IRS to a draw. Oh. Bossman defeated Ted DiBiase. And WWF Intercontinental Champion Rowdy Roddy Piper defeated World WWF World Champion Ric Flair via countout. Bossman DiBiase in 92, because we're, we're a year and a half after their little feud after WrestleMania 6. Mm-hmm. And, Interesting. They they usually, I don't know, feel like that they didn't return to that sort of stuff a lot, unless it was like Valentine versus Tito. You know, mm. just throw them together. Yeah. So with that being said, what do you think is the A show and the B show? Um. Boy. The the it, it's hard to say because you don't have. Hogan or Flair on any of these? Well, no, Flair's on the Manitoba show. He's on the Winnipeg show. All right, well, he then I would, Piper. That's the A show, then. Okay. I so think. Savage, so Savage and Jake are headlining the B show? Yep, and yeah. uh, Lowell is the C show, ma- mainly just because of the venue. I mean, you can kind of base it off venue size. I mean, yeah, Win- Win- Winnipeg, 
Winnipeg Arena, I'm assuming, is where they ran, and that, that was an NHL arena at that time. Yeah, yeah, it says arena, whereas Poughkeepsie is the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. And that's that's at least 8,000 people, and the yep. Lowell Auditorium is is like ha- half that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh we, get, we got a news break from Sean Mooney, oh. who's going who's gonna to tell us with all the gravitas of a Tucson, Arizona news anchor. <laughs> During the event on the way to the Nassau Coliseum, Valentine's Day, Friday, February 14th. Now, that evening, it all starts at 8 p.m., and some great matches have just been added. You'll see. All right. It's Nassau Coliseum. You know what that means. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's got to, Borla's got to have a shot against Flair, right? <laughs> oh, there's a match right there. Warlord Flair we never got. <laughs> How dare we? Hey, they were teammates at the 91 Survivor Series. <laughs> Ding. Well, they were one of the great great teams ever. Flair, DiBiase, Warlord, and Mounty. I mean, what, oh, what, yeah. a, what a crew. What yeah, a crew. I mean, in some ways, a glorified crew, but a crew nonetheless. Yeah. T.L. Just... Matador, Tito Santana, when he faces the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase in a return bout, this time there will be no time limit. Sergeant Slaughter and Hack... <laughs> I like the picture of DiBiase and Tito going 90 minutes. <laughs> we The other guys had travel delays, so Tito and Ted's going to go 90 minutes here. God, that would be hilarious. Yeah. And and no falls either. Just, no. Yeah. Just a straight-up 90-minute finish. That's it. <laughs> it's like fucking George Hackenschmidt versus Farmer Burns. 90 minutes, everybody. Farmer Burns. All right, who else we got here? <sighs> Jim Duggan will now join forces to take on the natural disasters. And in the main event, it is the new Intercontinental title holder, Rowdy Roddy Piper, challenging the new World Wrestling Federation champion, Ric Flair, for the belt. Hmm. Ooh. Oh, so you're saying that we uh, never had title versus title. Well, I guess it's not title for title. He's, it sounds like it's just for the world title. So we're going to get Piper and Flair promos? Sure. I approve. All right. Oh, now, now, now Perfect's in a suit. Now he's in a goddamn suit. <laughs> You're always terrible at picking those things. It's one of my favorite subplots of doing this podcast where it's like the WWF on tour and you'd always fuck it up. <laughs> like you'd guess Hacksaw Jim Duggan like eight times in a row and then yeah. you wouldn't for the ninth one and it would be Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh. One of your favorite subplots. Yeah. You know, champ, throughout my life, I've always been the kind of guy who can really enjoy himself. But since last Sunday, since the... Masturbation reference? I think so. I really love pulling my pud. I am the perfect masturbator. My God, Flynn. I mean, that's a little... It'd be great if he turns around and he goes, she's perfect. I didn't really need to hear that. Why does he sound like Harvey Whippleman? Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Royal Rumble. I have had the greatest time of my life, and I believe it should. <laughs> Roddy, Roddy Piper, you're going to have the worst time of your life. You know? <laughs> Just him going, I had the best time of my life. I've had, I've had the best time of my life jerking off on top of this title belt. <laughs> hey. Oh. Not the la- not the last time that would happen in Oof. WWE canon. You know? Oof. Yeah. <laughs> We are Mr. Perfect. We're limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. They just happen to control the most coveted trophy in all the World Wrestling Federation. 
the championship. Now, Piper, the Intercontinental Champion, you've come a long way. Not the champion Mr. Perfect was, not the champion I am, but Piper, your name's on the dotted line. It's up to you to show me, show Mr. Perfect, and show those thousands of people that think you're a big deal that you're ready for me. Woo! All right. Hmm. Oh, good, good standard flare promo. Now yeah. we got Piper. And I got, I got, I paused it right on the split screen, so you can't really see Piper yet. So it's not giving anything away. So let's play the Roddy Piper Coke game, where on a scale from zero to fourteen, okay, zero meaning perfectly sober, you know, kind of low key, Roddy yep. Piper. Fourteen mm-hmm. being having just eaten a three car garage. Okay, how how coked out do you anticipate Piper will be here? <clears throat> All right, so let me think here. Uh, so he's the Intercontinental Champion now. He's challenging for the world title, so he's serious right now. Yeah. Like this is a serious. This is as serious as Piper's gonna get. Thirteen. Oh. <laughs> oh, you got you got me good, you son of a bitch. I, I, I'm I'm gonna say six. Okay. I think he, I think he's gonna try to middle it where there'll be some zaniness. You can tell he's definitely not sober, but he's not going to be coked out of his head. Okay. You only in America. Fuck. Oh. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>, nah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Tommy walking in to get made to see in the first two seconds of this promo. <laughs> oh, no. Look at the picture. Can you take a screen grab of that and tweet that out? That's what? the fucking that's picture of his face right there. Oh. <laughs> well. I think I think some powder went up that nose. Yeah, uh, nope, a short a smidge. Mm. All right, all right. Well, there's still probably 25 yep, seconds he, left. He could calm down. There's there's 25 seconds left here, or uh, enough time for the Kansas City Chiefs to score twice against the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Gotta be the doggone best country in the whole wide world. Where else can a skinny little right 15 year old kid come? Swim across the ocean and become the champion. Except for Ric Flair. Uh, Ric Flair, he wins it in the 30-man Royal Rumble. But you see me, I'm still kind of in the Rumble stage. So, Mr. Flair, since I'm the number one contender, you got me, baby. I don't care if it's in a cage. I don't care if it's with Nanook, the Indian woman, in a nice igloo. I kind of dig her anyway. I don't care, because I'm going to be the next champ. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. All right. So that's not even that's not even a 13. That's a 27. Uh, yeah, that was uh, wrong. The correct answer is 21.2. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, here's the thing about Piper. He never he never disappoints. <laughs> no, he does not. Piper definitely never disappoints. Jesus Christ. He, he's probably using uh, a lot more. I, I should have anticipated that. Because he misses his friend Virgilina. <laughs> he misses cutting promos with him. Did we ever have like Piper ever really kind of come out and just say how much cocaine he was doing? <laughs> like... Oh, I, he, he, the dude's done a million shoot interviews and he was very candid. So, I mean, I think the most infamous of those Piper interviews was the one that he did for that thing in 03 where he kind of kind of badmouthed the business a little bit and cut off the 
kind of run that he was going to have in the aftermath of WrestleMania 19. Yeah. Was that the one? Was that the same year? Like he went on, he went on uh, Stern and kind of talked about like, kind of was talking shit about WWF, I think as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I think he did. I know he, he had an appearance on the Adam Carolla show in like 2009 or 2010. I have it saved. Yeah. And uh, he was, he was a little bit more subdued, but he was a little bit happier then. Except, yeah. except he spent about five minutes uh, going off about the honky tonk man trying to uh, trademark the name Rowdy Roddy Piper or whatever the oh, hell that yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that thing was. Yeah. yeah. No, I know Piper. Uh, yeah, he had he had a quite a few times where he like went off the deep end a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, no, go figure, you know. But yeah. Well, it's probably good for Piper that he didn't live to see 2022 then, because <laughs> he no. probably would have gone off the deep end at some point in the last couple Seriously. of years. Ooh, Ice Capades coming to Madison Square Garden. I think we talked about that. I think we talked about that. We were talking about Flair and a couple of weeks ago about how, like, Piper probably died. I mean, is I hate to say this. This is horrible to say, but, like, Piper probably died at the best time. Like, I think a guy like Piper and then, like, I think we said Piper and Dusty – they kind of died at like the best time in their lives to to preserve their legacy, you know, before fucking it up. I disagree on Dusty because he was he was doing such good things in NXT and the whole direction of NXT changed after he died. And everybody knows how I feel about that. Yeah. I mean, so you think you think Dusty wouldn't you think Dusty would was still going kind of going on the was still in an upswing maybe for his legacy at the point when he died. I mean, Piper had, I think, planed out. I don't think, I think the only place to go for Piper would have been down. When, like, what, you, like you said, he, he probably would have, been, he would have definitely gone off the deep end and probably would have been an anti-vaxxer, like <laughs> conspiracy mm. theorist. He would have been in the same vein as Jesse Ventura at this point. Piper would have been on like the Joe Rogan podcast and said something yeah. stupid. Yeah. Uh, but D- Dusty was doing such a good job. At, at NXT, and then when he left, obviously, he was replaced by other people, and it became something else, but in the period that he was there, yeah, it was it, it was one of my favorite like weekly territorial promotions ever, which is a weird thing to say, because it's just NXT, but yeah. week to week, on when it was airing on Wednesday, and then when they switched it to Thursday, I, I couldn't yeah. wait to watch it. Yeah. But then, then it just became... It was basically the... Uh, well, not so much the 2016 brand split, but after they had that takeover called the end, yeah, th- things have not been the same for me after that point. That I think that was June of 2016. Mm. Yeah, I know. That's when you. That's well. That's when you said like you started getting the everybody kicks out of everybody's finishers and it was the Shawn Michaels influence, although Shawn Michaels wasn't there yet, but yeah, it was the, it was the Shawn Michaels influence after that, you know, it was the triple H. Uh, I want to form my own promotion made up as independent wrestling, the independent wrestling all-star team. Yeah. But there's it, nothing. Although now triple H is apparently completely out of it. I didn't realize like what the fuck happened to triple H health wise. He, he had like a heart attack. A, but like he's not even allowed to be involved in the friggin' product anymore. He, uh, by the way, we got it's, like, El, it's yeah. El Matador versus Barry Horowitz. I, yeah. I, he, he definitely lost a power struggle to Nick Khan. I mean, that's 
that that but, much yeah. seems obvious seems obvious to me. But it's crazy to think that it, it's not he doesn't even have like he's not even having the ability to to, to be included in even storylines or 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 booking at all. I mean, like, and they're saying it's. I mean, maybe they're using the health reasons as a cop out, but um, I, they have to be because I mean, yeah, I can't imagine he, that a guy he, from a freaking hospital bed could couldn't book a show, you know? Yeah, but he need, he need he needed to step aside. I mean, we've been seeing him on TV, you know, except for the times so he's been injured for like the last twenty five freaking years. I mean, stand down, the stupid authority figure. They they ran that back so many freaking times and into the ground between yeah let's say twenty eleven and twenty sixteen it, yeah. it just became you know tiresome of course but now yeah. my now my issue is the fact that they only you know really really push two guys and there's nothing to invest in but right. enough about the modern bullshit yeah I know we, we have Ooh. more important things to talk about like WrestleMania like, eight oh <laughs> Wrestle, WrestleMania eight. Yeah. All right, so we have a Hogan promo, WrestleMania 8. Do we want to listen to this at 2.5, 2.4 speed? Or... Um, I think now we've established it as officially a quote-unquote thing to have micro-machines, Hogan, uh, <laughs> cutting, all, cutting all the promos. So. Okay, what's the over-under for brothers that he says in this promo? Oh, okay, so do you, you want me to play at two times speed or count the brothers? Because I can't do both. I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Well, I can't. All right. Two times speed because he's not talking about any one in particular person, I don't think, because he hasn't been booked in the main event yet. And obviously the Sid thing hasn't happened. So unless he happened to bring up a brother with Flair, which I don't I don't know if that's going to happen right now. So I'm going to say two times speed because he doesn't really have anybody to talk about. So he's not going to throw as many brothers as he normally would. All right. All right. I have my pen ready. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and keep track of this. Oh, OK. So. All right. All right. Well, another thing is how, how many times we, let's assume he gets a minute. How many times is he going to say brother? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to set say, the over under at six and a half. OK, I'm going to say I say he goes over. Another question I have. How many promos did Hogan have throughout his career where he started looking at the side? <laughs> uh, Hulk, we need you to come up in profile. <laughs> and And. And a sub question to that: Which side did he have more, facing the left or facing the right? <laughs> well, I don't know. He was fairly the same on both sides. It wasn't like a Drew Brees situation where he had a giant uh, uh, birthmark on one side. <laughs> this you... is my good side. This is my good side, brother. Yeah. <laughs> All right, six and a half. I, I, I'm taking the under. You get the over. Okay. Thousand dollars. <laughs> Here we go. Book it. Thousand dollars. What is this? A fucking Ottawa Anaheim game? Come on. <laughs> All right, ready, set, go. You know something, Ultimate? Yes, I'm not gonna cry about getting shorted to the stick, man. You, along with the rest of the world and myself, was surprised when Ric Flair got the WWE Championship at the Rumble. But now, Jack Tunney, it's time to decide who the number one contender is. You may be nearsighted, but I know you're not blind, brother. Look how Ric Flair has ran from Hulk Hogan ever since he's been in the WWF. And at the Royal Rumble, when he was confronted one on one with me, you saw the fear of God in his eyes, man. He saw how the Hulkster, brother. No matter how you look at it, Jack Tunney, out of all 29 WWF superstars that were in the Rumble, Hulk Hogan and the Maniacs proved that the power of Hulkamania is unsurpassed. So, Jack Tunney, sign my name on the dotted line next to Ric Flair, and I'll show you what destiny's all about. The WWF is red and yellow. It is Hulk Hogan, the greatest champion there ever was, there ever is. Or will be this Hulk Hogan. And now, brother, it's up to you to make sure I get this chance to get the title back around our waist. And what you gonna do, Rick Flair, when Hulk Hogan makes you go to school, brother? Four. Ah, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, maybe maybe I should have played that a little bit slower because it is 
you listen to the guy and you just tune out the brothers. But now no, you no, no. got to listen to it. No, no, no. I caught them all. It was four. <laughs> Shit. All right, I'll send you. I'll Venmo you a thousand bucks today. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, just throw it all on Anaheim against Ottawa this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> I, we we have not talked about my. In fact, because I haven't done a Greeks Mallowtown since I placed my Anaheim Ducks to make the playoffs bet. I mean, yes. Like I am, I'm I'm all in. I mean, I'm wearing my duck shirt right now. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh what's the like have they clinched is it a clinch oh no, no 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 i mean there's oh. like a half of the season left but oh okay. they're like I, I one of those statistical models it's like you know how it's like oh based on this and that they have a x percent chance of making the playoffs well the other yeah. day the other day i looked at it they had anaheim at like 35 percent and i was like oh at 35%, it feels a little low, especially since they had Los Angeles at 55%, which just felt way too high. It's basically going to come down to Anaheim and L.A., I think. Yeah, I mean, they are. They're in second in the uh, Atlantic. Yeah. You know, in the Western, oh, the, the Pacific. The, Pacific. The other yeah. ocean. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the other they're, they're in third in the Indian. Or, or fourth in the Arctic. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> the Atlantic. No, you know, the ocean that they actually face. <laughs> Fucking Hogan's eyebrows piss me off during this period. Why? They're so dark. Don't well, fucking have don't fucking have blonde hair and jet black eyebrows. It's distracting. What's worse, this or Bundy with? Wait, is Bundy with eyebrows worse? Bundy with eyebrows is worse, right? Yeah, yeah. I like Bundy without the eyebrows. Yeah. 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 Oh right, I forgot to I forgot to put it back at normal speed. Oh, An Undertaker Undertaker promo at two times speed isn't gonna work. That's normal. So they're just they're just doing the uh, guys each making their case that they should get the shot of flair. So mm. th- that it's not like that press conference they threw together out of nowhere. They're going to allow these guys to make to state their case. Hmm. Although I want to know what pro- kind of promo Undertaker cuts on flair. I, I Undertaker heel promo on flair. I guess it's WrestleMania. Like, no, no, no. It's got to be WrestleMania 18, not eight. You, my friend. You, no, he's not going to say friend. I don't know. That's a good one. <laughs> Heel Undertaker saying friend. <laughs> like he's David Kechner's character from uh, Dirty Work. Hey, did we discuss that on the podcast? David Kechner's DUI and, and how you had like a celebration afterwards. <laughs> I thought that I was, was inappropriate. I. That I celebrated the guy's DUI? Oh, kind of, yeah. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> really? I, I know, I know. You, you, you think I don't have a right to... to... Listen, having had, a freaking, having had an alcoholic father, I have no sympathy for a guy who gets pulled over as a DUI. Fair enough, kid. <laughs> oh, Jack Teddy. So you're going to announce who's going to face Ric Flair at WrestleMania? Jack WWF Championship! Our WWF Championship! The championship that my Undertaker was never beaten for! Oh no! Jack Tunney. Friend. Friend. Friend Tunney. Warning. <laughs> <laughs> You make us the number one contender, or I'll eliminate 
all the contenders. And then I'll come for you, Jack Tunney. Friend Tunney. Rest in peace. It sounds like terroristic threats there. They could have yeah, had this guy arrested. Yeah. Mm. Why are you threatening to murder the WWF president? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> another, pi- another pipe. <laughs> It, it looks like it looks like he's come down a little bit. <laughs> well, he might have to wipe his nose. I don't know. The best part is we saw the piper. That we, oh god, we both went. Oh god. <laughs> All right, he's. I don't know if I should play this. Although I did win the last one, right? Because <laughs> it was kind of like it was the. I think that last bet was uh was the Price is Right, where I I I definitely didn't go over. He didn't. He went over thirteen, so I was closest without going. Yeah. Over. Yeah, I think I think here he. <clears throat> going back it, the joke that you were making is he will yeah. be more serious i think earnestly he will be more serious in this one and yes. i'm going to put him at about a 4 okay i'm going to not bet because uh right now i'm even with you so uh no, no i you know all right fine because i thought you were going to do that dick price is right thing and bet <laughs> 4.01 or something oh i bet 5 <laughs> <laughs> um all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. See, I agree with you. I think he is much more subdued. So, I'll say seven. Okay. All right. A subdued Piper is seven. Okay. Wait a second, Mister Tunney Jackal Slim Jim. You know you've been looking great lately, Mister Tunney. Number one contender. I've been a contender all my life, Mister. Uh, this is like a Jack Tunney, like, blow smoke up his ass session. What is this? I don't uh, remember. I win. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. No. Mr. Tunney, Mr. President of the WWF, all my life I've been a contender. Number one. I've got number one all my life. Contender, give me the shot against Flair. I scare Flair. I know him. I know how he runs, how he hides, how he thinks, how his nose grows. Oh, he touched his nose. Tony, I didn't call you fat soul. I said, is that soul? Remember a couple months ago? Give me the shot. I'm begging you. Give me one shot. You get set to switch. I'm going to say nine and a half on that. (laughs) (laughs) Nine and a half. Yeah, I mean. Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, you know who this is coming up next, right? Um, it's got to be Sid. Oh, oh. Wow. yeah, it's Randy Savage. It's the guys sitting at that table. Remember? Yeah, I guess they're doing the guy. I, I guess they're doing the guys at the table. I just I find it funny that Savage still really hasn't finished his business with the with Jake yet, but he's already in the chance to get the championship. Hey, <laughs> well, he, I mean, you had the uh, yeah, okay, yeah, you 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 raise a good point there. Although I'm just glad that he found his glasses. Yes, thank <laughs> probably. God. Probably misses his old glasses. <laughs> Very shortly, it's up to you, Jack Tunney, to pick the number one contender in the World Wrestling Federation to go against Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably Keep misses his old glasses. The name of the macho man, Randy Savage, the name that's synonymous with the greatest of all in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. Don't forget the name, Jack Tunney. It's the madness, the macho man, number one, and I want to go against Ric Flair at WrestleMania and go back to where I once was. Yeah. You stand there, Jack Tunney. Why do they want to put so much heat on Tunney, for God's sakes? Hmm. I mean, I, I, I didn't mean to cut off Savage there, but he was That's just okay. saying boilerplate stuff. I mean, yeah. 
but all right and here you know, we go yep <laughs> in the name of the father and of the son of the holy spirit uh, a reading from the fourth letter of sid to the tunnies <laughs> the fourth letter Claire, with a little luck and i mean very little luck you now are the world wrestling federation champion but we all know the man that stands next in line is the number one contender. Shortly, Jack Tunney will come out here and he will name the number one contender that will meet you at WrestleMania. Now, I'm going to state the reasons. They're simple. Why I think that I know I'm the number one contender. First of all, I am the one who ditched Hogan out. I am the one who stayed with you till the end. You look into my eyes and listen, for you do not have a chance in hell against me. Listen, there's a little saying that goes like this. Do unto the man as the man would do unto you. But do it. God damn. <laughs> hmm. Well, I, I hey, love that. Br- breaking news. We have a response from Jack Tunney. Okay. Yeah. Hold on a second. Ready? Here it yeah. comes. I don't know why everybody keeps calling me and putting things on my desk like this, but I'm going to choose the next champion contender <laughs> at the press conference for WrestleMania. Thank you. That the the this event. This event. <laughs> in my shitty tie, uh, yeah. Sid, Sid made a very compelling case there. And one thing that occurred to me uh, in the course of that is he, of course, he mentioned how he threw Hogan out. And yes, that should have been something put in his category as like a uh, a pro for him to get the shot. But don't forget, he also eliminated Savage. Hmm. Although I, I think Flair might might have gotten credit, but Sid was the last person to make contact with Savage when he went over the top rope. Yeah. And he also eliminated Piper hmm. as well. He eliminated Piper and Martell at the same time. So he eliminated three of the dudes at that desk. Well, at that least at that point he should at least get a shot at the Universal title at WrestleMania <laughs> right now. I wanna Sid versus Brock Lesnar would be a fucking dream match. Oh my god. Oh my god. god. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> I I wonder how has Sid and Brock Lesnar ever met each other? Hmm. Yeah. Or oh, a table for three. Sid, Brock Lesnar, and the Warlord. That would be a yeah. fucking oh, masterpiece right there. Yeah. I mean, if we're gonna have if we're gonna book Haku versus Roman Reigns for the world title to determine who the head of the table is, I think it's only fitting that the other main event in that WrestleMania is Sid versus Brock Lesnar. And when Sid's at WrestleMania, he is the main event. He was yeah. only only appeared in two WrestleManias and was in the main event last match in both of them. Although, I mean, if, as far as part timers go, why are they not? Why is Vince? You know, Vince has a hard on for Sid. Why isn't Vince calling Sid? The guy can still fucking go. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know about that. He broke his leg twenty one years ago. <laughs> hey, man, when he showed up and beat uh, the guy, Heath, that Heath Slater. Kid, 
Yeah, the guy that's got kids, he still looked yeah. fucking great. <laughs> when he showed up to beat and beat that guy who has kids. <laughs> and I knew instantly who you were referring to. <laughs> that's fucking wrestling, isn't it? Yeah, that is wrestling. Oh, there you have it, folks. Yeah, there you have it. Whoa. Uh, so, yeah, we're not we're not ready to reveal any matches yet, but we're we're laying out one of these guys is going to be the contender, and I think it's a pretty uh, simple uh, but effective storyline. Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny how the reveal is Hogan will face Flair, and then it ends up being a match that never happens. It's... It's kind of like an early example of Vince changing his mind at the last minute or something. Yeah. I was going to say, it's it's kind of like, you know, Hogan Hogan and Flair not happening is mm-hmm. it's just as disappointing as the Brett Mounty match we never got. I thought that I thought that Oakland was going to give us an address of uh, people uh, of where you could write in for who you want in the match. I'm sorry, I just paused it because now he's still to come, Virgil. Mm. Like, that sound you hear is the channel being changed across the New York metro area. Yes. Oh, Holy look at shit. That. The, did you, the marquee. Did, the, the, the marquee. marquee. <laughs> yeah, it still says wrestling on the marquee or marquee on the wrestling. No, it, it actually says Friday Road Dog Live. Road Dog. What the fuck? Road dog, road dog, but only only one G. The yeah. road dog, road dog. <laughs> Please, great. Maybe they'll put a huge spotlight on my zits. There won't be any zits. You're gonna oxycute them. <laughs> she has a really good complexion, and she's fucking complaining. Come on. Yeah, well, you know, history repeats itself. Every every teen gets the is, every teenager says the same exact thing when it comes to acne. Oh, yeah. God, I can't believe I have this acne. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't they realize it doesn't mean anything? Every every kid goes through it and looks like shit for at least four or five years of their life. Yeah, pretty much. For for me, unfortunately, it was the second half of my senior year of high school. Mm. Where, well, no, that was when I was on Accutane, which has a reputation for being the one of the worst drugs of all time. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, your cholesterol high now because of that? Well, it was in 1997. I would like to think that it came back down. Ooh, an ad for Married with Children. Mmm. Mmm. Christina Applegate. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her during that era. She was uh, <laughs> <laughs> delivering the mail. She was age-appropriately delivering the mail for people yeah. of that time. Mm-hmm. And that age. No brains. Hi, I'm Kelly. Her own TV show. The mind wobbles, doesn't it? Married with Children, tonight at 9 on Fox 5. Oh, yeah, this is that that was like the end of Married with Children, I think, right? Yeah. 92? No, it still had another five years. It did? Oh, God. Well, I don't know who the hell was watching Married with Children that night at 9 against the Super Bowl, but, you know, Super mm. Bowl was on CBS that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely was not watching Married with Children on that night, even though I did watch that program regularly during that time. Oh, boy. I just looked. I just clicked on the... Uh, <clears throat> I'm doing a little multitasking. Vince mm-hmm. McMahon's mother just passed away. Yeah, at 101. And, and and real quickly, it said Vince McMahon, and then I quickly saw pass away, and I went, what? 
I have to I have to confess if Vince McMahon di- if news broke that Vince McMahon died while we were doing a podcast uh that'd be very awkward. That'd be a little <laughs> bit awkward, yeah. Yeah. We'd have to well, I did I did compliment him by saying one of the great visuals of all time is him taking the doomstick device. Ooh, current affair. <laughs> well, we got Vir- Oh, no, this is not Virgil. There's two guys in the ring. I'm like, I don't think they're having Virgil in a handicap match against these two ham and eggers. Ray Hammer and Terry Davis. But why should the humanoids be able to decide who the World Wrestling Federation champion Ric Flair will wrestle? That's not fair to Flair. Oh, don't start with that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Gorilla's had enough with the fair to Flair. Oh, genius there with the Beverly Brothers. Is this the match where they break the dude's neck doing the uh, the the Shaker Heights sh- shomp or stomp or whatever? I don't know. That did happen, though, right? I think it happened to several people. <laughs> like, not break the guy's neck, but definitely hurt the guy. Oh, here you here you go. Here's here's the uncrowned world heavyweight champion. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> how did this guy like seriously how did this guy we saw the picture of the poffo family christmas party and it there was grandkids there this guy fucks chicks i don't understand it like that's a shock <laughs> yeah, that the, yeah that the genius fucks and he fucks ladies like that's a shock to me not that there's anything wrong with you know <laughs> lanny poffo being a homosexual it's just this guy isn't a homosexual. He's the most effeminate human being on the planet. I think he's just playing up that element in order to get heat. I mean, oh boy. Lanny, Lanny could be a badass in his own right. Don't you remember Poffomania back in Memphis in 84? Of course not. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's a, it's a very covered up uh, part of his career. All right. So, oh, he's reading from a scroll, too. It's that, li- it's that list of things that I call you at the top of the show. To the ball. The function of the genius and the world's smartest man is to introduce the brothers Beverly. While the new foundation's waiting for a chance to make amends for the atrocities we did to Anvil's knee. How many nights do you think he had to lay awake uh, composing that? Catchy rhyme. Sheet. That's, that's real poetry. <laughs> Gorilla does not appreciate good poetry. Oh, good lord. Yeah. Uh, this is not the match where uh, the guy gets killed with the uh, Shaker Heights spike. Or at least That's the one the, the one that on the, there's a thing on Reddit, like a whole Beverly Brothers nearly killed Jobber. <laughs> mm. I, do, it do, I don't know who uh, who it is, but it's some dude named Ferguson. Ah. Uh, Ferguson? Like Craig Ferguson? Did they kill Craig Ferguson and the man in the ring? <laughs> why couldn't CBS? Why can't CBS hire a fucking American for their late night show? Seriously. Hey, Craig Ferguson. Well, granted, I never watched his show because I'm not up that late. Any of the highlights you see of Craig Ferguson's show are pretty good. So Craig Ferguson actually is a pretty funny guy. So you know, I oh, have a. This. 
I have a long-standing wish to punch James Corden in the face. He's he's got oh, a very okay. punchable, very punchable face. I I cannot I I cannot for the life of me find the appeal of James Corden 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 Corden. I cannot find the appeal of that guy. I'm sorry. So, so here is Bret Hart's brother Own and oh. former tag team partner Anvil. Here they oh. come. The brothers read between the lines. That's right, Bo and Blake, sisters. <laughs> You're gonna find out just how well versed the new foundation is, baby. <laughs> the more I watch Cobra Kai, the more I'm convinced that William Zabka is actually Owen Hart. Just he tried Ooh. to get out. He didn't want to be Owen Hart anymore, so he changed his name and became William Zabka. Ooh, not bad. Does that make Anvil that guy Stingray? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Tell me they don't look like the fucking two guys from Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm not spoiling anything for you. Uh, having what you've watched three episodes of season four. Yes, three episodes. Stingray does come back into the picture at a certain point, but I, I will not say how or why or when. Okay. Yeah. Are we allowed to talk about what I have watched or not yet? Uh, let, let's let's leave it until you've gone through to its appropriate okay. conclusion. All right, here we go. All right, that was the state. Ter- yeah, that was the worst one ever. He landed on his hip. That was a terrible shake of heights. Slime. <laughs> I I love it. Lanny was in the ring for the pinfall. <laughs> the referee should not have counted that. I believe That's our, like re- that. our referee. I think is Mickey J. It looks like. That- that's like that's like that that match that uh, when Kevin Nash is beating all those guys in WCW mm-hmm. and the referee's just pinning and he's not even covering the guys. Yeah, he just kept jackknifing everybody and the referee's just counting them all down. Mm-hmm. That's the laziness of Kevin Nash. He jackknifes a guy and then just points at the dude and says, "I'm pinning him." <laughs> this appears to be a commercial for a movie. I don't know if you can I- recognize it from that one still. Why does this woman look like Stephanie Wyland? You mean Wyatt Wyand? What? Stephanie Wyand? Wyand? Yeah, yeah, Wyand. Look at her. Uh, if I had to guess, I believe this is for A Few Good Men based on the military outfit there. I've never seen either of those two people in A Few Good Men, but let's okay. let's see what we right. go with this. We're not a spy. I will quit if you don't let me go. Oh, my God. That was fucking Michael Douglas, and is that... Uh, uh, the one that used to be married to Don Johnson. <laughs> uh, Melody Griffith. Melody Griffith, yeah. All right, let's... She thought nothing could stop her. Now, there's no turning back. She's lost. She's in danger. Get her the hell out of there. Go away, or you'll kill us all. I should never have let you go. Michael Douglas, Melody Griffith. <laughs> Shining through rated R. Oh, there's a movie that I definitely don't remember. Shining through. Um, no. I have shining through. Hmm. Michael yeah. Douglas, Melanie Griffith. It says an American woman of Irish, Jewish, German parentage goes undercover in Nazi Germany. Interesting. Yeah. So it was a period piece. Uh, oh, Liam Neeson is in that. As well as Jolie Richardson. Hmm. 41% on Rotten Tomatoes, but a 73% audience score. So hmm. It's available on Prime Video for only 
Yeah, I'll pass. Yeah, so will <laughs> I. Yeah, I'm, I'm trapped in the house because of a blizzard, and I can't go anywhere, but I'll pass. <laughs> hey, God, God, help, God help me if I lose power here. I know. What are you going to do then? Read a book? Mm, yeah. Well, it's I, funny because during our recording, my lights have flickered, and it's really funny because I was just commenting yesterday about how I've never lost power except for, like, brownouts during the summer. And watch me lose power today. I will lose my fucking mind. <laughs> and I'm a comic book reader, so I actually have things I could do while I'm while there's no power in my house. I'll still lose my mind if I can't constantly be watching TikTok for the next four hours. <laughs> well, I, I already have a plan where if if it were to happen, I would use a, I would just use a shitload of data and watch all the NHL games on my phone. <laughs> I have I have two of my phones charged fully. So, oh. yeah. And uh, Virgil now making his way. Vir- oh, Vir- yeah. Go, go ahead. No, I mean, uh, Virgil is an appropriate way to close the show. Oh, I was going to say he's wearing his candy striper outfit. Mm hmm. Bob Smedley. Oh, uh, no. There's a guy. Looks very. Oh, that person's got a uh, Virgil Ringer shirt. Yeah. So it looks like Carrie Von Erich has some company in the ringer shirt uh, business. Oh, and there's referee Earl Hebner. Oh, yeah. Uh, Carrie's drug mule. <laughs> so, le- so let's see. Does Earl kick out his leg in a in a enhancement match or no? Well, there's probably not going to be a pinfall in which the guy kicks out. <laughs> I, uh, Imagine. I, I want to see Virgil go for five pinfalls and them all be two counts against Bob Smedley. <laughs> Oh, Bob Smedley getting a little offense in here. Smedley is not exactly the uh, greatest name in the world. Also, Virgil seems to be having some real trouble running the ropes. Mm. Like, very this awkward. Is, this is Soul Train Jones we are talking about, right? Yeah. Now, what's the in- oh inset oh. promo from Repo Man? <laughs> now, now, wouldn't it be really funny if Repo Man had like a snappy comeback for the Mama said knock you out and said like, <laughs> you know, Virgil. I'm going to take you down to Hotel California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's that's like the experience meeting Virgil at one of those wrestle cons. You can check it. You can check out, but you can never leave. <laughs> hey, Virgil, it's hard times and I love my job, especially when I repossess things from people like you. So, Virgil, I'm going to repossess your career. <laughs> And he did. What do you mean, people like you? <laughs> people like you. Come on. Oh. Well, we are. We already got the lowdown on that show, and we're going to get one more event center after after this match. Mm. Which no no disrespect to Virgil, but just fucking put the guy in the million dollar dream already. And in this, because I want I want to have promos from everybody on that show. Yes, even even Hercules if he's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he put the guy up on the top rope, like back to the ring, and he is he gonna do a he's gonna do a back suplex off the second rope. Wow! All right, letting well, all also... Japan know. <laughs> Virgil's like I'm I'm available. <laughs> Virgil decided to. Discontinue using the million dollar dream and oh no wait he didn't. 
Wrestle Kingdom 2023, Okada, Virgil, for all the marbles. You know, Virgil could have changed up his gimmick a little, and he had, he started, instead of using the Million Dollar Dream, he, that, that was a pretty nice little back suplex off the second rope. Well, yeah, he, uh, I guess he was trying something there, and then eventually he settled on the Russian leg sweep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. It's like. Can I, can I just say to you one Sopranos thing? Is sure. in the next to last episode where, um, oh God, I, why can I never remember his name? When the incident happens at the Bing, and oh, with um, oh the uh, with uh, the 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 guy, the body guy there, Georgie. Well, the the guy who runs away, and he's okay. running like basically down the canal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I it would have been really funny if that Russian from Pine Barrens like crossed him. Like if they were each running and they just ran past each other. <laughs> oh, you mean? Oh, you're talking about Patsy. Yeah, when Pat. Yeah, yeah when Patsy's yeah, yeah. running down that Middlesex yeah. Canal looking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they yeah. if they had had the Russian from the Pine Barrens episode, you know, the interior decorator, sure. they, they they just cross each other. That would have <laughs> been good. Yeah. And he just kind of yeah. winked at him, and then that's where everybody knows that Patsy's the guy that's really yeah. in charge of everything. And then Major Guns listed on Ooh. this WBF Matt catalog. It's good to see that uh, WCW stealing stealing their gimmicks from a WBF catalog. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of lot of titties on that uh, cover. A lot right. of titties. Well, by by which I mean four, six if you count the dude. <laughs> oh, it's Eddie Ro- Eddie Robinson. It's- uh, he's major guns. Oh, oh, the personal personal fitness weekend. Yeah, the headquarters of the WBF. Yeah. Still, pl- still plugging this freaking thing, right? Mm-hmm. In the tri-state area, this is your chance. Imagine spending an entire weekend learning all about health and nutrition from the experts. Uh, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> that's, Sorry. Not the, that's not the one that the warrior went to as well, right? Well, warrior's gone, but he 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 did the one in June of '91. Remember, oh, we saw that early in our '91. That's what it was. It was June of '91. <laughs> Was was that the show too, where they had the event center for a celebrity softball game? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we were obsessed with finding out who was like what the score of that game was. <laughs> I I want I want a complete box score of that yeah. game, play by play, pitch counts, everything. <laughs> That's the one where we were surprised that the one guy for the company that would have enjoyed going wasn't invited. <laughs> yeah. Sid, Sid's Sid's not there. No. Yeah. So, are we just going to get promos from WBF guys here? I hope not. Oh, God. Mighty Mike Quinn. Yeah. Hey, Mike Quinn of uh, <laughs> OVP, yeah. Of OVP fame. There he is. Wow, he, he has looks a little, great. He, he, he has a better hairline than that, though. He looks great for being, like, 11 years old at the time, or 10 hmm. years, not 8 years old at the time. Uh-oh. Because oh. when you when you think of health, wellness, and fitness, you think the Texas tornado in his stolen prescription pad. And even Sean Mooney can't even believe he's saying it right now. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of he has this incredulous look of like Jesus Christ. I used to work on the baseball bunch, and now I'm fucking throwing the Kerry Von Eric promos. <laughs> the baseball bunch. Yeah, he was. He was. He, I he know. Was, no, I know. It's funny. I like the baseball bunch. Sure. All right. Well, this should be interesting because. It's not a promo about a person. It's just Kerry talking. <laughs> so, <laughs> but fasten your seatbelts, everybody. 
If you want to learn about health, nutrition, and just how to keep your body in shape, take it from the Texas Tornado. The ultimate fitness weekend is for you. Hey, I take all of my health and wellness advice from the Von Erich family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. What can you what can you really say about this? <laughs> I, I, boy. Why is I, I was going to say, why is there a moon underneath Texas? I I, seriously, is he on Alderaan? At, or not Alderaan, uh, Tatooine. It looks like there's two moons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the tornado is from Alderaan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his career went the same way Alderaan went. We, 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 you know, see, you say Alderaan, and it makes it sound like a drug that Tito... Uh, that uh, Tito. <laughs> Tito that, was that, on. That Kerry uh, forged a prescription for at some point. Yes, and then and then the Empire came after him with the Death Star, and that's yeah. Folks, this unique opportunity is that's now it. just one week away to make your reservation. <laughs> <laughs> he spoke for like eight seconds. It's fucking hilarious. We have some interesting inf- inter- information, uh, information, interesting comments coming from the Texas tornado. When it comes to health and wellness, you come to me. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Kerry. Uh, moving on. I could write prescriptions now. <laughs> Look, Dusty, I'm a heel. Okay, we got another promo, but I didn't hear him throw it to whoever. So you want to, you want to be surprised? Um, is it still about the health and wellness? You think I'm going to say it's <sighs> hacksaw. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, because health and wellness. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> the nasty boys. <laughs> I don't think it's about the health and wellness. <laughs> Really have what it takes, baby, to step in the wild and crazy world of nasty boys? No, he does not, Jimmy. He thought Dugan getting smacked upside his head with that fight was bad. Wait till his fat kisser is looking straight down Dugan's board. That's all for you, too, because you're going to Nastyville and you ain't coming back. And there ain't no USA, USA, and Nastyville. There's reality and there's nasty sensation. And you two geeks are ready to get nasty. Is he trying to say that Nastyville is some sort of sovereign nation? Mm. Is it within another country? It's like Lesotho or something? It's kind of right next to, uh, it's next to Kazakhstan. Okay. (laughs) I'm waiting to see if any of these matches are worthy of putting on a shirt. And there it is. (laughs) Sid Justice versus versus the Mountie, Madison Square Garden, this Friday night. Only because of the scowl that's on the Mountie's face right there. Yeah. Sid with a air of quiet confidence. I feel like this. I feel like this. You know how you're always talking about, you know, making T-shirts for your show. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is what this is your thing. Yeah. Like you don't have to make official GFA live T-shirts. I think you should just or greetings from Allentown T-shirts. I apologize for assuming that you would make only GFA live shirts. Um, I think you should just go through and take those event center promo shirts. And that's what you sell. <laughs> And, like, maybe at the bottom you put, like, a Greetings from Allentown, Mm. you know, like, podcast or whatever. But that's, I think, your thing. Imagine that your entire catalog of T-shirts to sell are just event center promo pictures. (laughs) Yeah, the the only problem is then you start getting into the likeness of other people. What kind of likeness is that? (laughs) And and then I get sued by Ted DiBiase because I'm selling a shirt of him looking extremely coked out. (laughs) As he prepares to face El Matador at the Nassau Coliseum this Friday night. 
It's a commercial for a Led Zeppelin compilation <laughs> here. This is interesting. Yeah. Led Zeppelin is back. Oh. Jimmy Page has digitally remastered all the classic tracks from Led Zeppelin. Well, then they're not really back. Well, I was going to say, I'm like, this isn't the No Quarter tour. John Bonham has risen from the dead, and they will be <laughs> touring here in 1992. John Bonham has risen from the dead just to prove to people he could actually do it. <laughs> 12, 12 years gone, and, and now he's back. And now, Time Warner can deliver the exclusive two-CD version of the Led Zeppelin remasters through this special TV offer. Two CDs? Jesus, Zeppelin's got a better, cat, bigger catalog than that. The box Seriously. that I... The box set I have is was four discs. Come on. Every 15-year-old boy has to buy a Led Zeppelin CD at some point. It's like in the Constitution. Yeah, I think there I you know what's one I mean I said earlier it was like the no remember the no quarter tour back yeah. in like yeah that was a great tour. That's a great album too, like the one that they put out with that. I guess it was was it them un, unplugged or something or Yeah, they did like a BBC yeah. sessions uh, yeah. as well, yeah. That's a great fucking album. Six songs over two hours of classic rock and roll for four easy payments, and it's on sale now over the phone. You'll also get this free 30-minute interview with Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, and John Paul Jones. Really seduced by rock and roll at an early age, that's for sure. <laughs> this offer is not available in any store. Call now to get this exclusive TV offer. Well, if I remember correctly, they got back together for Live Aid in 85, and it didn't go well or something. I, I can't oh, yeah. remember. Hmm. Like, just, I, between, I just between the well, people or between, like, the actual, like, just it wasn't a good, it, it, like, was, it, it wasn't was, a good tour. It was it wasn't a good show. Well, they only did it for that one Live oh, Aid. Live and, Aid? Oh, okay. And I hope my I hope my memory isn't failing me on this. And I by... By which I mean John Paul Jones was there too, because that ninety four ninety five tour was just page and was plant. Page and plant, yeah. Here's a good question for you, and actually, I would like to. I'm going to pose this to anybody that wants to tweet us the, their answer as well. What mm-hmm. do you think is the first band that like a like a teenage guy or a teenage boy kind of starts getting into, like one of those classic bands? And I'm going to throw out some ones like. I'll throw out like the Beatles, Zeppelin, Aerosmith, The Who, U2, The Stones, Bruce. Like, who do you think is like consensus wise? Who do you think is like really like the first rock and roll band that like a kid hears for the first time and is like, holy shit, this music's unbelievable? Um, it, it, it's one of three. Yeah. And they're all they're all very distinct from each other. And it doesn't exactly bode well for the scene here in the United States, but the three are Beatles, Rolling Stones, and Led Zeppelin. Mm. Th- those are the those are the three. Yeah, and they're all very distinct mm-hmm. from each other. Like the Beatles are probably the you know the the smart the rev- revolutionary one, and then yeah. the Stones built off that, but they they were able to do more things because of their longevity. And Zeppelin, you know. Zeppelin had a wide array of like they had a lot of range in their songs. I mean, like Jamaica yeah. is like a basically a freaking reggae song, and they're yeah, able yeah, to yeah. pull that off. Yeah, and then fucking and then yes. fucking Cheryl Crow does a cover of it. And ugh. well, like I think of like so I think very similar with you. I think the Beatles is like the the Beatles is definitely your introduction to rock and roll kind of thing. I think the Stones are just the 
the Stones is just like the type of band that you listen to when you just want to friggin' like rock out before yeah. you get into like ACDC type shit. And even the yeah. Who, I think the Who is much more rocking than, you know, uh, than the Stones. But then you have like Zeppelin. Zeppelin is like your artistic band where you hear the shit that they were doing and you go, my God. And that's kind of how, I mean, my first, my first foray was probably was the Beatles. But um, I would say, honestly, the, and I love the Beatles. They're probably still my favorite band. But I will say that the first time I heard like old school Aerosmith, you know, like the first run of Aerosmith, <laughs> their first run in the company, their yeah. first run in the territories. <laughs> the first time I heard the first run of territories of Aerosmith, <laughs> I was like, it was like an explosion in my brain. I remember I remember when Steven Tyler challenged Bruno at the garden. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of how I so I would love to know like everybody's thoughts. Like what was the first band that was like your explosion? You know, where you just went, Holy shit, this music is fucking awesome. If from a historical perspective, for me it was it was Zeppelin. Yeah. But but in terms of like in the time period, which would be in the early to mid nineties, I'd I'd say. Um, it would, it would be Aerosmith just because it coincides with that whole, um, uh, Their second well, run. no, the, 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 get a, the get a grip album yeah, with, yeah. The, with the Alicia Silverstone and all yeah. of the, you know, your, your ex-fiance Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> eat the rich. Remember that? Like that, that's what eat the rich is one of the best songs on that album. And they, and it never gets airplay. It never had a video. And either it probably because of the awesome uh, Steven Tyler belch at the end of the song is probably what keeps <laughs> it off the radio. But I mean, eat the rich is a great fucking song. Mm. Ugh. I may go home. I may clean my house today. Listen to uh, get a grip. I thought you you started to say when I go home. I'm like, why the fuck are you out in like a 20 inch snowstorm? God. Yeah. All right. So now now we're at one of our favorite parts of the show. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. <laughs> we we haven't seen one of these in a while, and uh, no, we haven't. Uh, well, for for challenge anyway. Does challenge get lesser promotional considerations than? Uh, no, they. I, I think they get the same. Okay. <laughs> I, I doubt Mr. Freeze, since we're in the wintertime. Yeah. No. Consideration paid for by the following. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm excited for Hulk Hogan vitamins, maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna freak out if I see Hogan walking through that parade of kids where he picks one up and moves him out of the way. <laughs> get out of the way, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we'll count his brothers, yes. <laughs> Fill the heat with Roger Clemens MVP baseball for your <laughs> Nintendo. Oh, timely. Very timely. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the Baseball Hall of Fame voting anymore. It's like, I can't even, I can't, you know, I'm not going to engage in like an online discussion with it. However, yeah. th this morning, I once again became outraged about one huge omission from the Hall of Fame. And, I, and this is a guy who never got any consideration is Lou Whitaker. Mm. The the best second baseman of the 80s. Mm -hmm. He for his career he had a war of like 75, which is mm -hmm. higher than higher than Derek Jeter, higher than Roberto Alomar. And mm -hmm. when he came on the ballot for the first time in 2001, he got 15 votes. Not 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 15%, 15 votes. He got 2% and dropped off the ballot. Pisses me off. Mm. I don't know. Can can I ask? Can I ask real quickly if um if I can get my brother's attention? I want to see what my brother thinks of this. Okay. Ryan, real quickly, 
Uh, Pete said that he's upset by the omission of one particular person off the Hall of Fame who never got any consideration, and that is Lou Whitaker. What are your thoughts of Lou Whitaker? Is this the Hall of Very Good? Okay. Oh, there we go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I take you. Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Have a nice day. <laughs> and now you know why we don't have him on the show. <laughs> uh, the I, I, I was mesmerized by Roger Clemens because obviously they don't have the license with MLB. So he's wearing a jersey that says the Rocket. So yeah. I didn't, didn't know he was a big Owen Hart fan. Well, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and, the, and the hat, the, the hat that just says R R hat. It just says R on it. I love it. Well, don't forget, at this point, he would have been a Toronto Blue Jay in the middle of his two. No, no, ER- this is 92. He's with the Red Sox. Come on. When? No, when does he go to Toronto? Nine, nine, before the 97 season. Yeah. No, is it that yeah. late? Yeah, he's Jesus. with the Red Sox from 84 to 96. Oh my God. Was- I was just looking at friggin' Clemens' stats the other day because, obviously, uh, recently ineligible for the Hall of Fame, Roger mm-hmm. Clemens. Uh, you know, I just was looking at that, so. Okay. Lou Whitaker, if, huh? If if Clemens ever got in, and I think he will next year when he's considered by the uh, Veterans Committee or whatever it's called now, yeah, he will be going in with a Red Sox hat. Is that true? Like, is that just because what do they take it based off of your best statistical? How do well, they determine that for the Veterans Committee? Do they ask the player how they want to go in? Uh, they consult with the player, but. They do not let the player have the final say because of an incident. See, everybody thinks that, and and this is false. I, I just want to lay this out because oh, I love the Wade Boggs thing. Yeah, yeah. I I, 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 I like how five minutes ago I was like, I'm never fucking talking about the Hall of Fame, and now now I won't shut the fuck up about it. But everybody thought that Wade Boggs was like gonna. He tried to go in as a Tampa Bay Ray, and that yeah. that wasn't the case at all. When in actuality. Dave Winfield basically sold his hat like the, the he he went in as a padre because they gave him a million dollars in a front office job. And, oh, okay. and let's just say that's not the lowest thing that Dave Winfield ever did. No. Well, I'll put it uh, for, for those of you out there. Uh, what I'm alluding to is uh, for Dave Winfield, look up Minnesota, Ohio State basketball fight. Nineteen seventy two. I'm just I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't want to start angering up my blood. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Lord, Al, just shouting. <laughs> so wait. So go ahead. So oh, you're all, okay. So yeah. So you think that because of that, now they don't. So you think they'll assume that he goes in as a Red Sox? I would say that, considering that everything after his Red Sox career is marred in controversy i think it only is fair that you put roger clemens in as a red Sox because that would be that's like bond should only be put in probably as a pirate because it really wasn't until he got to san francisco that he really started bulking up and looking juicy right yeah well i mean it was well into his san francisco time it was about halfway through his san francisco time i mean it's so clear that he took a look around that he was putting up great numbers in like 98, yeah. 99, but nobody, yeah. ga- nobody gave a shit anymore because he wasn't hitting 60 home runs like McGuire and Sosa. So he looked at them right. and it's like, fuck this. I'm just going to inject myself with every horse steroid known to man. 
What else did he inject himself with, Pete? Well, <laughs> oh, I think I think I think you know. I mean, you know. beta carotene. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> that's why. That's why he became a lot more orange as his head grew. <laughs> Baseball brings home the greatest NES game ever. Roger Clemens, MVP <laughs> Baseball from LJN. General Nutrition can help you break the... Oh. <laughs> oh, ap- how apropos. The, the GNC commercial right after the Roger Clemens thing. Right Chef's after Clemens. Wow. <laughs> on, on a wrestling program in the 90s. Hey, Ico Pro doesn't exist yet. Quite yet. <laughs> coming soon. They should put that on the coming attractions. Ico Pro. Huh. Bicycle playing cards. Hmm. I, I would turn the volume up, but I'm waiting for something interesting here. Yeah. Right. <gasps> <laughs> oh, there it is! Oh, there it is! It's, it's the beta carotene, man! Uh, yep. Get the fuck out of my way, brother! <laughs> oh god damn it he puts, oh, Hulk the, rules. He, puts, he puts the kid up on the rings is he's like help mr pommel horse <laughs> i'd like to get down now <laughs> uh yeah yeah H- hogan hogan walking through i mean see i just paused it i rewound it two seconds hogan side-eyeing the kid who's in his oh. way too i mean this commercial has everything. It's everything you want out of life in 10 seconds. This kid's like, Hogan's going, get out of the way, warrior. <laughs> Clear out, brother. <sighs> that's not going to work for me, brother. Well, he was trying to reach the rings and couldn't. Yeah, okay, that's what it is. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Hogan's doing, he ca- Hogan counts, every time this video, this commercial aired, Hogan counted it as another make-a-wish, just so you know. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta compete with Cena, brother. <laughs> I can't see what he's up to. <laughs> all right. With all natural colors, flavors, and sweetness, beta carotene. <laughs> now seeing that, uh, it's now. I, I, I have a reaction to. It's like seeing the Noonan part of Caddyshack. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Hogan. I love that on the box, Hogan's still wearing the belt. Oh come on! I mean, what, what do you think that they're in contact with the Hogan Vitamin people about upcoming bookings? <laughs> no, come I on. know, but I like that that the Hogan still has the belt on. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you go back and you watch Gremlins two now and you see him get up in the movie theater and he's got the belt on. <laughs> like it's just to, yeah, just to think that Hogan walked around everywhere using the he used the WWF Championship belt as an actual belt. Yes, exactly. To, to keep his pants up, <laughs> not like the canvas belt that Mr. Bart's, Maggie got at J.C. Penney. Bart Simpson's escape from Camp Deadly for Game Boy. Mm. Oh, next. All right, next week's challenge. All right, we're, we are going to shift gears and watch something else. Although, let, let's see what's on this lineup for the okay. next week's challenge. Oh, we're not calling him Tatanka yet. Not okay. yet. Yeah. Um, I like it. You know, the other show that was a failed pilot was yeah. uh, the, the Old Adventures of the New Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really wanted to watch that. 
It's stuff that Owen was doing with uh, Neidhart back in Stampede. Yes. And Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh. And along with the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. After his bout with the flu, the hitman will be here. <laughs> Even though it was taped before. Even with his his bout with the flu where the flu won. <laughs> I fought the flu and the flu won. Flu won. <laughs> and, Hart, and that big announcement coming up next week. Jack Tunney will tell us who's going to be the challenger for your man brain. At- oh, God. Should we should we watch the next week's Superstars of Challenge? Well, because it's, only the, press, because it's we, the press conference. Yeah, only because we know what comes at the end of that. Uh, I feel like we should. <laughs> we're, never gonna, we're never gonna get out of fucking '92 now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're 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 trapped. See, we're we're not like the Our Vantage Point podcast, who has a nice organized thing where they started in 1982 and the '83 yeah. and '84. Yeah, and and, and uh, have a Patreon for it. We're yeah. just fucking giving away '91, '92. <laughs> Like our cannon, our cannon is literally a cannon. Like we just, we just put a show in a fucking cannon and blow it onto the screen. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing against the NWA, although, although we could take a detour for uh, one show and watch, you know, the best of Kevin Sullivan promos. Um. Oh my God. Yes. I. I mean, what what's going on in January of ninety two? Um. In WCW. Not a whole hell of a lot. Well, Sting is uh, uh, looking to challenge Luger, mm-hmm. but Luger is nowhere to be found because they used up all the dates on his contract and right. they needed to save that last one for uh, Super Brawl. Like, I think the best show in 92 was that Saturday night we watched where uh, I believe Rick Root accused Ricky Steamboat of of trying to you know, of, of like sexually harassing women. I mean, that was probably, hmm. the, that was probably the best show we watched. <laughs> so the, the Mountie versus Sid justice. And I guess this makes sense because it's the January 31st, uh, uh, show at Madison square garden. So chronologically it, it makes sense. Well, that's a freaking video game. So that's, are they trying to tell me that Sid versus uh, Mountie is not on? Hmm. Sid Justice versus Sid Justice versus the Mountie. No, it's not. It's got. It's got to be on here. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna track this down for you, and I'm gonna okay. do it right now because okay. I pro- I pro- I made a pro- I promised. I promised. I'm sorry. You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I would. I would be doing nothing but apologizing if. Uh, if I if I didn't deliver this match for you, because I I can't believe you've never seen it. I don't think I've ever seen it. I mean, is it a? It's got to only be like a. Well, no. Was it a squash? It had to be a squash because it's not the main event. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that it was a 15 minute classic. There was no short arm scissors or figure four leg locks, but mm. you know. Um, as I scroll through trying to just find the match in here, oh, War- oh Warlord, Warlord versus Hercules. Should we maybe watch this next week? <laughs> I don't know about that. What, you mean this whole car? Warlord versus Hercules in the year of our Lord, 1992. I mean, mm-hmm. Hercules suddenly a face now for some reason. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, never never quite explained. And uh, God damn it, I gotta, fi- I gotta find this. 
I, I thought it was on YouTube because I've, I've watched it on YouTube. But, you know, like I was saying earlier, channels get pulled and these things happen. So there's Repo Man and Virgil. <laughs> it's Oh, it has to. Oh, my God. It is the main event. No, uh, it's got to be the first match, maybe. No, well, it's definitely on the first half of the show. Oh, there, oh, there, 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 there he is. So, oh god. All right, so now, now we've reached, now we've reached it. All right. Okay. Where, oh uh, wow, Shawn Michaels versus Snuka. <laughs> yes. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Coming down the aisle from <laughs> Canada. <laughs> he just from Canada. From Canada, home of the National Grammar Rodeo. Canada. <laughs> We've arrived in the vast cornfields of Canada. <laughs> oh, poor Jacques. He's not even he's not even labeled as being from Montreal. <laughs> Jimmy's not even there. Oh, where's, where, where's Jimmy? I don't know. That's a shame. No, no wonder Jimmy's like, I'm not getting involved with fucking Sid Justice. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimmy is like, uh, you're on your own. <laughs> you're on your own, pal. I, I want to listen to this MSG crowd when okay. fucking when Sid's music hits. All right. Avanti certainly uh, and his opponent. That identity crisis. Waiting here to say Memphis, Arkansas, weighing 318 pounds. Sid, I mean, they're reacting to him, but it's not—it's not like the the place came unglued. It's not pay-per-view style, but that's kind of makes sense. I mean, it's, yeah. I feel like any time that they WWE definitely jacked up their volumes for yeah, you know, t- real televised events and shit like mm-hmm. that. But that's a pretty good audience reaction for a house show, I would say. Yeah. Poor poor Sid. He's gonna he he, he does it. Uh, Away from the hard camera and then turn turns like, oh, wait, I don't see the hard camera. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. He's got like a it's interesting. He's got on like kind of a almost like a powder blue out like pants and knee pads. I like that color on Sid. Maybe he's a San Diego Chargers fan. It it is very San Diego Chargers color. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I had a little smile on his face that he didn't have the other night at that press conference break when he found out who was going to face him. All right, this is very confusing because this it's the show is January 31. Gorilla is referring to the press conference that would have aired on the weekend TV. Yeah. Two day a day or two after this. Hmm. But uh, obviously the crowd is still reacting positively because they haven't seen him, you know, flip out. And that it was Hulk Hogan and not him. He had some very derogatory things to say about the Hulkster. I was surprised. Well, you see, everybody wants that World Wrestling Federation title. It means so much. Money Oh, Mountie's going to cut a promo before the match. Oh, boy. Yeah, but he acted like a little kid. <laughs> this Madison Square Gardens is mine! Jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah, the local precinct, too. <laughs> I don't want to tell you something else, too. I've never been afraid of anybody, and you're no better. You're no better. 
Well, there goes the stunt gun. <sighs> now we get rid of the microphone and we're underway. Uh-oh. All right. It, oh, no. Choke, choke slam. We sent him for the ride. This man is awesome. This man and Heenan now putting over Sid. Foreshadowing. I mean, seriously, can this guy not go up against Brock nowadays? I mean, seriously. <laughs> you, you're watching video of him from 31 years ago, Keith. <laughs> he still can. I am. He could still fucking go. I'm telling you. <laughs> you're his advocate. Imagine that I became Sid's advocate. We mm-hmm. talked about me being um, Mike Verna's advocate for, for. Imagine I become freaking Sid Justice's advocate. Yeah, My the, uh, name is Keith Langston, and I am the advocate for the undisputed world champion, Sid Justice. You know that the chaotic wrestling show tonight was uh, postponed. Yes. It, it was going to be held in Dover, New Hampshire, which is a little bit far for either you or me, even under the best conditions. Mm. That's like an hour and a half away from yeah, you. Just a, just a bit. Just a bit. Yeah. I remember this match being a lot quicker, but I think I got it confused with the Sid versus Hercules from the month after. Yeah. Where he's a full-on heel. I mean, Mounty hasn't gotten any offense at all. No. Nor should he. <laughs> hey, Jacques, Jacques's doing an appropriate job putting Sid over here. Mm-hmm. Oh, he put his head down. A cardinal mistake by a ring veteran. Mm-hmm. I think he just got the big guy's attention, that's all. I don't know if you want to do that. You can see Vladimir in the background. When are they going to release that documentary? Vladimir. They fucking make a documentary on that guy, and then they don't even put it on the network. It's like, like, does it cost you anything? I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Honey brain, who would you have picked? Amongst the five individuals who were in contention. Well, if I was Jack Tunney, I would have been fair to Flair. What I would have done is I would have let Flair decide who he wants to wrestle. I'm sorry. That was the latest. <laughs> ah, fuck. Mm. <laughs> That's what Gorilla was talking about when he was thinking that. Ah, fuck it. Oh, what is this? Oh, pile. Is he, is are we going to see it? Are we going to see a no sell of a pile driver? Sits, sit on all fours. <laughs> yeah, he's, and he just uh, looks at he, now. Sit is pissed off. I believe you. Have, I believe he irritated Akeem. Pleading, begging right now. That's not going to help. Up here it is. Yep. Power bomb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fucking awesome. Look at him. Ugh. All right, yeah, you see a lot of hands in the air for, for Sid after the match. Sure. Because the, these 28-year-old dudes from the tri-state area. There he is. He high-fived Vladimir. Nice. First guy that he went over to. Nice. All right, so now now you've seen Sid versus the Mountie. I have, thank you. Uh, you fulfill, in fulfillment of all of your hopes and dreams. <laughs> thank you for that. 
It does look like a good show. Though. It does. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I don't know if I want to sit through a whole MSG show. No. So, so are we really going to watch the next week's superstars just for that press conference? I, I think, think we should. Well, I, maybe we should just watch the press conference and then move on to something completely different. <laughs> like what? Come on. <laughs> What's better what, than about, this? what about like, I don't know, like 1984 Mid-South or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I, oh, I don't know. I don't know if you're. Uh, I don't know if you're in shape to watch that because that that's 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 a fucking marathon. Then I'm not in shape to watch that. Why do you think there's been no greetings from Allentown lately? Come on. We got down. We got up. We got funky, and we got bad. <laughs> I sure did. Indeed, I kind of forgot we were recording there for for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Oh geez, we've been going for uh, far far too long right well, now. Well, I think we talked for like forty five minutes before we started recording. Oh uh, no, we actually only talked for twenty five minutes and twenty seconds before. Oh. We, yeah. Oh well, this is a good show. Yeah. All right. Well, thank thank you so much for for joining me, Keithy. I I do I do appreciate this as ever. And uh, maybe maybe if we we are snowed into our respective domiciles, uh, we may have to do another one of these again very very soon. Well, you let me know. I'll be sitting here uh, patiently waiting for you to call. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And please, if you've enjoyed this brand of whatever it is that we do, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever fine podcast reviews are accepted because it provides what is known as social proof that you are listening to and enjoying this program. Keep these on Twitter at Lounder824. I am on Twitter at GF Allentown Pod with the weird picture of Uncle Junior as my avatar and to tune in next time for another exciting episode of GFA Live I now pronounce you man and wife You may kiss the bride.